Welcome to Xbox Voice, the Xbox community. This is episode 83, and today I have a very small panel, but an awesome panel nonetheless. Of course, I'm your host, Dustin. Coming with me today on this mythical journey uh, is Steve Rules. What's going on, Steve? Hey guys, thanks for having me back again. And we have the one and only Vern, the Golden Throat. Yeah. Not going to sing for you, though. No. Your mic wouldn't sound great anyway. I know, uh, I blow it out. <laughs> we got to get you a Yeti. That way you can sing, you know, yeah, do our intro music. I like music. can sing yeah, far yeah. away. <laughs> no, no, it actually will go really hell. Just turn that fucking, uh, the gain all the way down. It'll pick you up fairly well. Yeah. Even up close. I have never had surprised. a very good experience, even with professional mics. They don't yeah. tend to pick up a lot of the colors in the voice that an opera singer uses. Because we use a lot of uh, upper, like upper partials, um, mm-hmm. so you really don't get the full effect of a voice unless you're far enough away and sometimes on top um, of where the sound's coming from, because of the technique opera singers often use. So, yeah, mics suck for that. All right. Well, well, tidbit there. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get in. Uh, <laughs> let's get in the news. Or no, not news. Let's get into letters. Letters. Oh, we have a letter. We only have one Good letter. Book. You guys got to write in some more. Letters at Xbox. Uncut. Uncut.com. Dot com. Yeah. Anyway, our our first and only letter was the one we received last Saturday when we were recording the podcast. Sorry, we couldn't do that. I'm glad we waited, though, because now we have time devoted just to you. Uh, Rene Limon. <laughs> I'm gonna pronounce it like it's French, even though it's An- probably Rene Lehman. Another another butchering of a surname. No, it's not a butchering. I'm saying it the way it should be pronounced. That's culture, man. The original pronunciation. <laughs> Rene Lehman. <laughs> anyway, he says, "Hello, everyone. Do you guys believe Microsoft will make most of their first parties available on PC?" Will indies be the main focus for cross-buy and cross-play? Also, the game called Gigantic by Motiga recently announced for Windows 10 and Xbox One. Uh, The base of it looks to be a MOBA, and all I can say is I'm officially hyped for it. Many people may not like MOBAs on the Xbox side, but I believe this game is going to be a gem for Xbox. Have you guys looked into Gigantic at all? My excitement is too damn high! Smite is also on its way. Still bummed out they haven't announced the release date for below. Vern must know. He's not fly. And some kind well, of weird emojis. I think we all agree that Vern's not fly. I, yeah, I don't ever like claim to be fly. Not even for a white guy. No. <laughs> That's how unfly he is. <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah, Vern's not fly. So, uh, <laughs> well, I guess I'll talk about the part that I can talk about. Um, I don't think Microsoft's going to put all their exclusives on PC. I think the ones that work will, like Killer Instinct, more than likely is going to go to sense, PC. Yeah. Uh, makes a lot of sense for it to go there. Fighting market's really small. Uh, even though the racing market, like, Forza Motorsport might actually be a good pick for PC because it's a sim racer. Makes a lot of sense for it to move on to PC. Um, and seeing as Turn 10's kind of put, like, heading their DirectX 12, like, 
development. It's it would almost stand to reason that that's going to end up on PC um, with crossplay. But like Forza Horizon, I don't think you'll ever nah. see that come to PC. Uh, I think that's more of a console game. But Motorsport, I think you get a chance. Halo, Halo's been on PC before. I could. Uh, I have I don't a hard know. time imagining it's, it's, that one's going to be on PC. If it is, I think it'll be delay. something delayed. Yeah, like yeah. they'll put Six Master Chief Collection year. on PC once Master Chief Collection is completely like working like it should on Xbox One, which is pretty close now. Um, I think that'll happen. But like Halo Five, eh, I, I don't no. see that happening. Maybe a year down the road. Possibly. I think the Master Chief Collection would be, like, once Halo 5 comes out, like, a couple months later, they release Master Chief Collection for Windows 10. But I don't... Yeah. I thought, with, the thing is, Phil did a, I can't remember who it was with now, was it Eurogamer or something? He did an interview this week, and he said that he didn't think that there was much demand for Forza on PC. And, yeah, that was surprising to read. But I, I think that, I think perhaps what he was referring to was perhaps Forza and it's like is is the current game like they for a turn ten were hiring for some sort of mobile thing last year I mean we haven't heard anything of it since so I don't know if they can do it or something but I think that what they might do is like some sort of free to play thing which would perhaps make a bit more sense and help differentiate it a bit from the sort of Xbox products especially given that like it would yeah, but... be sort of two years for motorsports. Do so they just... release that on Xbox One as well, though? Or do they just stick with the regular Forza games, then? That's well, kind of strange about going with that plan. If they... I, don't know, I suppose it depends Depends what sales are like. Um, yeah. You know, if, if Motorsport continues to do pretty well, then they probably won't. I don't think it would, I don't think it would be a bad idea if they, if they were to differentiate their products in, in the same series that way. Yeah. Um, and then you look at... Like the PC stuff, like Killer Instinct, I think sooner or later, yes, it won't happen probably for a while because I think that they'll focus on getting Season 3 on Xbox One. See, I was thinking Season 3 would be when it would go crossplay. Um, well, I suppose it depends if they got Iron Galaxy to do it or someone else to do it, perhaps. That's true. Iron Galaxy doesn't have the resources to. Well, I think both at the same time, obviously. Like I think the the Killer Instinct sort of the the plan is that it's a very sort of tightly run product. Like it it gets the resources that it needs to, but it's you know I think it I think it's well managed in the way they do it. I mean they always hit their deadlines that sort of thing, but I don't think that they would start sort of making things bigger just to put things on PC. Like I think they'll they'll continue to focus on Xbox for now. And yeah. then they'll, and then maybe once season three is done, but they'd have to transfer it to DirectX 12, wouldn't they? You'd think so, yeah. Yeah. So, and then stuff especially like, for crossplay. Yeah, and stuff like Halo. I mean, Master Chief Collection. I think it's just a matter of when. Um, Gears of War Collection. That's a PC game, I bet. Well, the well, thing is, he was so specific about PC, the crossplay for co-op. Um, after the Windows 10 event, like he specifically said that if you're playing Horde mode, no one cares if you're using keyboard and mouse or controller because at the end of the day you're playing with each other. And then he talked right. about how you'd have different, you could have playlists for controller versus keyboard if people wanted to, or just controllers, or if people just wanted to play on PC by themselves. So I think, like the example that he gave was was far too specific, in my opinion, uh -huh. for it not to be something that they're planning. Now whether Gears Collection comes out 
before they can sort of realize it you know it just happens that they can get it out by x date and, and a pc version just wouldn't wasn't possible in the, the time frame and they'll do it later or maybe they'll do it day one i'm not sure but um i i think that all of their series I don't think gears 4 will be there no no i think all i think all of their series will get there eventually but not necessarily you know but they won't necessarily be day and date and they won't um you know it might take a while but yeah, they're think... going to get their sales on Xbox One and then get the rest of the sales on PC down the road. But then you look at look at stuff like Ori, and I think, you know, what was that, number two in the Steam top sellers list this week or something? Well, that um, makes sense, though, because it's a smaller game, and yeah. they need yeah. it to sell. And the way they're going to get it to I sell think... is by releasing it on multi-platform, you know? I, th- I think what you're going to also see is none of these... Like, if they let's say they do put the Master Chief Collection on when, you know, for PC... It'll be on their store. It's not going to be through Steam. They're going to make sure they get a cut, and like the biggest cut, no matter what. For that, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's once Windows 10 launches, their games are all going to be Windows games on the Windows Store yeah. and have nothing to do with Steam at all. Even I'm... though they're playing well with Steam and allowing Steam to exist and sync with it as much as possible, uh, you're going to definitely see them push away from third-party apps yeah. and i'd like to see like, sunset overdrive released on pc with all the dlc as like a game of the year type edition or something yeah i think because it won't be shocking to see especially after gdc having one store for everything and yeah. showing how you can have like hey push publisher indie game using direct x12 and it automatically works on iphones windows phone it works on xbox and pc all at the same time just publishing one store and that's going to be a huge driving force. But that's for them. mainly for games that are um, that need to be that way, you know, where you can share one account across multiple games and play anywhere. So like, it makes yeah. sense for Minecraft. It makes sense for, I guess, Killer Instinct and you know, Fable Legends games like that. But it doesn't really make sense for other stuff necessarily, you know, that's, or or games that are free to play. I mean, that makes total sense why you would go, you know, multi-platform and DirectX 12 crossplay because the bigger the install base, the better chance you have at making money off a free-to-play game. Yeah. So I wonder if we're just going to see mostly free-to-play type stuff on PC and ultimate. I think, um, like with regards to Steam, like I don't, I think they they will still release on Steam, but they won't use Steamworks at least for now. I think it depends how big their store gets because they'll want to. Because obviously you can use your own, you can sell on Steam, but use your own, uh, or the yeah. the cross buy stuff. But I don't know whether like the Steam version won't be cross buy. So if you want cross buy, yeah. hey, you can have it, but you have to go through their store. That makes sense. Um, and I don't, you know, I, I don't exactly know how whether they would allow like a Steam version to do cross play or not. Um, I, I mean, it would seem perhaps like it would split things up too much. I would like to see the riskiest titles to release also released on PC as well. I think that's smart, and I hope they continue that. Because something like Ori in the Blind Forest, I mean, obviously you look at it, it's beautiful, it's something you're like, oh, I can't wait to play that. But it's still kind of a niche genre, since it's a Metroidvania. Does that mean a ton of people are going to play it? Likely not, with a genre like that. But since it was released on Steam as well as Xbox One, it seems like that's helping its uh, initial sales. You know, so... I'd like to see games like that 
definitely released on PC in the future. Like something like D4, it would have been really nice to see that release on PC the same day as Xbox One. See, I mean, if you look at like um, Halo, I suppose Spinal Assault is probably not the best example, but Max came to um, PC in 360. I know it was a little bit later, but I think that was... It was later, more, yeah. I think that was more of a launch thing than, than a specific plan. Uh-huh. And then, I mean, Lycocycle did. So I think they've, they've been, as much as they've not been day and day like this, I think they are sort of, sort of trying to trying to get there. But as it stands, you know, it's just so much that because of launch and then like priorities, like Kalimba is coming to PC at some point. Although actually, I've just just realised that's been like three months MIA. But um, yeah. you know, I think like going forwards, they need to like, time it day and date. Yeah, exactly. They they need to develop it with the with the plan because when like for example on steam that's the important thing yeah it's got to be steam yeah but i think like ori because it was originally just an xbox 360 game and then when it moved to xbox one and pc they obviously i think probably made that decision at the same time so both versions were then so it's been tandem whereas like max well now we're not sure that Ori's even going to release on 360 right hasn't there been some doubt about that i think aaron greenberg kind of suggested that it wasn't but and i don't think I can't. I haven't particularly seen anything. Um, yeah, Thomas Muller hasn't even commented on that in the Threads yeah. and Gap. So I'm getting the yeah. feeling that's getting cancelled. Like it, like they can't get it to run at the performance they want it to run at. Yeah, possibly. But yeah, back to what you were saying. You were talking about Max as well. Yeah, I just think that, for example, Max was like a 360 game that then went to Xbox One. And then I think, so it was obviously kind of, at some point, I think they just stopped working on 360 version just because they wanted it out for launch time. I mean, it came out on like the 20th of December 2013 or something. So only, you know, just made Christmas. So I think, you know, I think going forward, like Press Play's next lineup of games, because even Kalimba, when it was Project Totem, it was a 360 and Xbox One game, and then they cancelled the 360 version for a PC version. So I think just going forwards, like all of their smaller titles and then even again like Killer Instinct when they finally get it over it will be they'll be day and date and then it'll be just a case of when when it makes sense to and when they can for that sort of bigger titles sort of thing mm-hmm. now about Gigantic I mean I, honestly I haven't followed much up on it seems like it's sort of like a MOBA but it doesn't have the whole towers and creeps thing right yeah, I think it's just sort of a bit of a mix between that and sort of a third-person shooter kind of thing. It do, it does it does seem quite interesting. Um, I've watched I watched the GDC trailer. I like I like the the graphical style. It does it does look nice. Yeah, art direction is great in it. I'm with Vern. I haven't kept up with it at all to really comment on it. But that is published by Microsoft, right? Yes, I. Do they they don't I, own the IP though, right? No, because I, I looked at the the AMA that they did, and they said that you know they only in, agreed to enter into discussions with Microsoft on the condition that IP ownership was not on the table. So, yeah, it'd be. I mean, it's a it's a it's like Fable Legends really. It's going to be a free to play game that's released on the store, Windows 10 cross play. Um, Perhaps they'll do like a disc thing later, like they did with Project Spark or something. But yeah. at launch, it's just like a free-to-play game. It'll be it'll be interesting to see how 
with that and Fable Legends. How, Smite as well. And and Smite, obviously, how how they're sort of received by the console audience. Because, I mean, the Gigantic's been in closed beta on PC for a while now. Um, so, that's, so that's already sort of playable to them. But when they both sort of launch day one on both, I think it'll be interesting to see how sort of MOBAs work. And, you know, and, and Smite, obviously. And it's interesting. What yeah. else was in the letter? Oh, uh, just. Uh, let's see if we missed anything. Mentioned uh, below, didn't it? Oh Some yeah, ca- below. Yeah, we haven't heard about that in so long. I wonder what's the holdup with that. Uh, I think. It's not being published by Microsoft anymore, is it? Or is it? No, it's it's just an idea Xbox game. That's Steam Day that One. That changed. As well. I wonder why that changed. Um, when they signed with Microsoft, Idea Xbox wasn't a thing. Right. Um, and when it was, they sort of... The way that they sort of said was that they just sort of... They said to Phil, look, you know, now that you're doing this indie thing and we're an indie developer, can we just switch to Idea Xbox? And, and Microsoft said, you know, that that was fine. I think. But they keep the exclusivity, probably, for six months or a year or whatever. Yeah, so it's, it's Steam day one with the Xbox One version. But it won't be on PlayStation for a while. I yeah, I think guess. that's going to be pretty big on Steam. Yeah, I think I think it was it's good that you know they spoke to to Microsoft and you know there wasn't like some sort of fight like we want to keep publishing it or something. You know, I think like they do have very good relations with Cappy. It'll be interesting to see Absolutely. what their next game is, which I think they've kind of obviously after Super Time Force ship sh- uh, shipped. They obviously started working on something else. So it'll be interesting to see whether or not they stay with that sort of Xbox partnership or go multi-platform on PlayStation as well, day one, or, or quite what Probably depends on what happens with Below, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how Super Time Force sold. I think I saw someone ask them on a Twitch account and they were sort of... I doubt they, it did that well. Anything. I mean, it's a very niche title. Well, I think it probably did well because it was on 360 at the time well and it was on games with gold so it probably got over a million downloads i guess because uh even chariot got over a million downloads on games with gold so um people played it or at least they downloaded it i don't know if they played it <laughs> i guess we'll see if uh, they ever talk about that but it sounds like they said they've been quiet about it yeah super time force is great though so i'm in for whatever they do next but Below is it's been a it's been a long time coming, but I think it'll be really really good when it does come out. It look it looks nice. It looks sort of interesting. I don't know if there'll be much of like an end game to it kind of thing. Like they haven't sort of expanded on that too much, but I think I don't think it's coming out anytime soon. So we've plenty of time for them to sort of. Why is it taking so long though? This is a game that was probably supposed to be planned for 2014 at some point. I'm guessing. Um. Well, isn't Super Time Force delayed like a year? A lot, yeah. So I think it, I think it's just ultimately that they're in a position where they had the was it the Super Brothers on iOS and and PC and that yeah. was I think very successful. Made um, a lot of money, yeah. And they had sort of Microsoft helping them a lot with Super Time Force, so they it's I think it's a case of they'll take as long as they need. You know, they right, can afford to they take. Can afford as, to. They can afford to. Yeah. So and I think it's good that you know that that's their attitude. So. You know, I I like that. As long as the game, as long as the game is good and great, that's, well, the art that's direction looks amazing in it. 
looks beautiful. So, especially for such a simple design aesthetic, you know. But yeah, thanks for writing in, Renee. Thank you so much, Renee. Limon. Write again. <laughs> All right, let's switch over to the news beat. Uh, Halo, the Master Chief Collection Xbox One bundle has finally been announced. Now that you can actually get a match of Xbox, you know, on Xbox Live, they figured, hey, why not put it in a box? <laughs> so for three hundred forty-nine dollars, you can get a standard black Xbox One, a black controller, and a download code for Halo: The Master Chief Collection, which I think is the way to go anyway. Uh, I, I did look it up; it's like thirty-seven dollars on Amazon to buy the Master Chief Collection, uh, but that's a disc-based game. But it's a really good deal still um the only thing is for that 500 gigabyte standard hard drive after 60 gigabytes are taken off plus the what over 100 that's like reserved just for on the xbox one what are you going to be left with on your hard drive even after just installing that one game no yeah but it's not like most people have a choice i know it's just kind of external yeah i think i think it's time that they add a a terabyte in there, two terabyte option. I think that will be a holiday thing. Yeah. Like the the impression that I got because just right before this was announced, like all the all the prices in the UK were slashed. Like they had the three hundred pounds for the Call of Duty bundle, you know, the, the Sunset Overdrive and yeah. Assassin's Creed bundles were like anything between sort of two two fifty two seventy with with other games as well. So I, I wasn't sure if if they were sort of clearing inventory of of like the special edition bundle sunset and cod and then they they just sort of use the halo bundle as like a, a new bundle to sort of get people excited and to shift the rest of them before perhaps they do a, another bundle maybe in sort With of the increased june, hard drive or special edition june july time possibly that new controller that was mentioned you think it'll come out that early both the times they've announced their slim consoles at e3 they've launched that week mm, that makes sense for hardware yeah it's possible i don't necessarily expect it to but i don't think it's it's outside the realms of possibility but the they need to like i think the, the halo bundles is is good also those um the prices of the the, the download cards are gonna are gonna plummet very quickly i mean you can get like assassin's creed black flag for like three pounds or four pounds yeah. um <laughs> But I thought it was interesting that I got the I got the email from Microsoft about it, and it was like for three hundred and fifty pounds. It's like well, three hundred and fifty dollars is not three hundred and fifty pounds. No, not at all. And it's not, and it's still like it's still still supposed to be four hundred euros. And it's like you know I know that like they've been cutting the price a lot here. I mean you you can actually find that bundle for three hundred and twenty pounds, and it comes with like Evolve and Ori or something as well, the Minecraft and right. or something. But they need to they need to to get the house in order in Europe because it's you know it's it's, it's not about winning but they they can't keep like a high it, price. I just I just don't think it. Do it you helps think it'll happen all. anytime soon though with Phil Harrison gone and and now you know Kudo finally taking over some of that space? I mean, yeah, I mean I don't I don't know how much Phil Harrison was involved in the in the business side of things like i think 
the the big reorg I think that was is on the list to discuss was was all about the management he's like of the studios. Only executive that you can even think about that's a European guy, you know. There's I there's a guy something Harvey or Harvey something who's like the the marketing guy. Yeah. But I mean the thing is is that I don't think they need so many people in in Europe to decide that oh hey actually we're probably charging much more than we should do. Right. Considering like they've always been so like US and UK focused but it's it's not going to help them if if they if they just let retailers do what they want with pricing. And I mean obviously it's cheap and obviously the cheaper is going to help them but it's cheap because no one wants it. You know, like apparently you can get it for like three hundred euros or something. Right. So they need to they need to come up with some sort of strategy and and marketing and advertising and 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 put some real effort into the regions, really. Yeah, it seems like they're finally, you know, doing well in the United States. Um, I mean, even with no big titles released in uh, what February, January and February. Yeah. They haven't been that far behind PlayStation 4 sales, so um, word of mouth, I assume, is good, and reputation's been recovered quite a bit in the United States. It's just not worldwide. You know, it hasn't at all worldwide. I don't and know is... if it ever will be this generation. Got a, I mean, you look at, look at the PlayStation 3 and look at how that recovered. And it was a long process, yeah. It was a long process, and it happened when Sony doubled down on internal development. Exactly, and I think that for Microsoft, I think Microsoft have acted much quicker than Sony did. Like it, it took a few years for sort of management change and to, yeah. and to really get going with games. Like I didn't think the, uh, the early years of PS3 were particularly kind to it. Um, whereas I think Microsoft have, have much have reacted much quicker and are on a much sort of quicker rise than than they were than Sony were comparatively. Yeah, with Sony and... it wasn't until Uncharted two when they started to recover. Yeah. Well they Microsoft didn't also come in as a well they did take the connect out. Sony took out USB ports and all kinds of other shit. Backwards compatibility. Yeah. Yeah. Linux. Um, well Linux came later, didn't it? Like it was later, was, but I mean, yeah. there were a lot of changes. Well, I shouldn't say Microsoft took the Connect out. They offered a non-Connect SKU, didn't make it mandatory, uh, which you can still buy. I don't understand why they have the bundled in Connect uh, thing so expensive anyway. That needs to come down in price instead of. I think that's still like five hundred dollars to get a Connect bundled. I don't SKU. think it's going to sell better, even if it's lower price. Honestly, I, that that's what, probably why they haven't reduced the price with Connect, because the people who want Connect are just going to go buy Connect. You're not going to be able to convince many people for saving twenty, thirty bucks that hey, you should get it with Connect. At least I don't think yeah. so, I think because there's it, such a hatred for well, it. Well, I think there should just be a hundred dollar difference, not a hundred and fifty dollar difference. Yeah, between your Connect SKU and your I think your non Connect SKU. The the problem with the Connect SKU is that I mean the holiday bundle that had Connect in it had Assassin's Creed and neither of those are Connect games. That's so like, stupid. They, it should have been Fantasia and Dance Central. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I th well, I think that like even if they put in Connect Sports Rivals, I mean, I'm not really funny that D four. I, I, I don't know. I think D four is probably a bit too niche for them to to bundle like that. 
but like I mean, Connect Sports is is a big, you know, it, it was a big IP on 360. Like it's, yeah. it's very recognisable. Was it nine million units or something? And then like even Fantasia, which you know, as much as there's there's a sort of big Disney IP sort of behind it kind of thing. Um, you know, it was also a, a good game. I mean, so you know, I just think it's it's very strange. Like I don't I don't particularly mind them not changing the the price on that connect bundle because to be honest that's probably where a lot of their income comes from because there's probably such a great profit margin on it that it's probably worth just leaving at 500 if people want it they want it but yeah they need to they would do also need to say to people hey look if you do want that that's fine but you know perhaps we'll give you something to make it worthwhile if you're going to do that like you know have the have the halo in there if they want it's like the core game yeah connect sports fantasia or something well i think they need a pack in like a standard like pack in game and maybe Halo's too expensive for them but not to jump ahead in news but like maybe put titanfall like just titanfall dlc all that shit well every xbox one just ship it you already gave it away for 11 dollars a fucking it can't be that expensive of a game for them to pack in just do that game for everything no matter what the bundle is like just give away titanfall Forza Five seems to be that game, particularly over here. Yeah. Like you, you'd be well, depending on the market. I yeah, mean, of course. Yeah, obviously. You're a bit like over here, like you would find it very difficult. I think if you managed to buy an Xbox One and you did not get Forza Five with Game of the Year edition with it, like that. That's right. how popular it is. All right. Well, let's move on to the next bit of news. Let's talk about Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto Online's heist patch is out. It's 4.8 gigs on the Xbox One. It's awesome. We'll talk more work, about though, it later. Right? Huh? It doesn't work well, right? You were having all uh, sorts the of servers are being issues. hit. So, well, no, it depends on the time of day you're playing. Oh, uh, okay. If you're playing it like anywhere that's not fucking when people are getting off work, you're gonna have a good time. You play anywhere near times that people are jumping Peak on their times, Xbox. Yeah. It's it's just. It's gotten better the last couple of days, uh, but like in the run of it, like even Maria, she was sitting there, like AI wasn't loading on screen during I, the the online games. Yeah, she like, was freaking was. out. Yeah, it it was we it was weird. Again, as shit. she was freaking out all last night. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we tried to do all kinds of different things to get in a match together. We could never get our characters in the same server. Uh, it always said that. Both of us were offline, even though we were both online oh, in party chat. Um, but it was just literally Rockstar servers trying to hold the load of 50 million copies of Grand Theft Auto going online. And it just couldn't take it. But it has been getting better. And I think this is one of those just... It's a tsunami of players trying to play heist and... It people will stop playing it, and it'll become easier for everybody else to play. I mean, I hate to put it that way, but that's gonna pretty much how it's going to end up. Okay. But, yeah, it's out. So if you haven't played Heist, go and download it now. It's a free update for your GTA game, and it's outstanding when you can get it to work. Alright, the next bit of news. Uh, GameSpot Borderlands characters now available in Dance Central. So, 
I have not played. Whoop de doo. Yeah, it's kind of. Right. Yeah. Use Borderlands characters. Uh, right. Titanfall Season Pass content is free on Xbox One and Xbox 360. It's not a limited promotion. It's just free now. So on PC have, as well. On PC as well? Yeah. So, if you have Titanfall, just download that DLC and have a good time. It's fucking great. Yeah. And they have a ton of mat. Like, everything's been outstanding with that DLC. I'm not even upset that I paid for it, That's you know? F- is it three in each DLC? Yeah. So, it's nine extra maps on top of the... How many were in the original? Like, was there ten or no, 14? fourteen? That was higher, yeah. Yeah, I uh, think it was fourteen. Yeah, so yeah, that's a that's a decent amount of maps. That's good. I think it shows because of um, when they sort of uh, Vince Zampella was talking about Titanfall two this week, and he talked about like the evolve policy on DLC maps. Like the maps are free. You know, you might. Sort of pay for other things, but the, the maps are free. I think that I think it's them. You know, the one year anniversary is kind of like a big thing for them. The game's been really done really well, and they they just think they probably aren't seeing many people buy it. Them, so yeah. it just makes sense to hey, give it to everyone, um, and, that, and that'll be what the they population. do. Yeah, and that's that's what they'll do for Titanfall Two as well. He was sort of non exactly non committal on how they would do it, but I think it it makes sense. To, if that's to, how they do it, it, I think they'll probably charge for card packs and stuff. Yeah. Uh, in the next, in the uh, next one. Skins for your for your Titan. These skins, yeah. Apps. Like there's there's ways that they could monetize it, but I do think that, like I, I think a lot of these multiplayer games are gonna move away from selling map packs. Like n- not all of them will, but some of them. I well, think yeah. If you're multiplayer only, you don't want to split your fan base, you know. Even, even like, I mean, Halo Gears. I mean, Gears used to do the, the the skin packs, and they were very expensive. Well, the first Gears, they made the maps free after so much time. Yeah, well, there was the very a, first one. Yeah, there, well, the well, Epic were annoyed with Microsoft because Epic wanted to release all of them for free, and Microsoft said no. Mm-hmm. And then they made so much money. I think that they were like, "Oh, okay, that's fine." All right, Microsoft, you're right. We like this money. We'll take it. They, <laughs> they had, I think, the the first couple of map packs on Gears 1 that were free were sponsored by, as it's been so long ago, I can't remember now, but they, they were sort of sponsored and, and all that other stuff. But They were really good, too. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, all that'd be right, great uh... to see. It'd be great to see yeah. multiplayer games doing that. Definitely. Alright, we're uh talk about uh Europe a little bit. Certain games being banned for violence. I don't understand it. It's probably one of the most <laughs> non violent games you can play. Turkey, right? Yeah. Turkey has decided to ban Minecraft for its violence. Because people don't eat food in Turkey, I guess. They don't kill animals. So, that's bad. But, uh, I mean, I guess it's more to do with the zombies and stuff like that in the game. But, Minecraft, really? Out of all the games? That'd be like banning Minesweeper for violence. Well, you know, it's simulating There's explosions! The <laughs> it's like, come on. Minecraft let's, is let's like... Let's move on. Minecraft's like the most... Kid-friendly 
game that there is, you know, the, the audience is like so many younger people. Seems it's a stupid thing. Yeah. It's really dumb. It's just it, it they need to get over themselves or whatever they have to do, but come on, really banning Minecraft. Now, if there is one game you want to ban in Turkey, that's going to be State of Decay with all the penises in it. <laughs> Which they're not going to ship anymore. They're actually That's such all a the funny penises, story. I just love out. Well, what happened was they they outsourced some of the artwork, right? That's correct. And on this artwork, you can't see the penises in 720p, but they noticed when they upped the resolution and were, you know... Well, they were actually going through all the artwork. Yeah. Like, all the JPEGs for all the artwork, and yeah, they just and, started seeing penises. But then, And then they noticed that they could see it at the higher resolution, and they couldn't see it at 720p or something, right? Well, even... No, because even on PC, you couldn't see it at higher resolution. Oh, and they upgraded it, it was, the textures. It was all, it was yeah. all way in the background in places right. you wouldn't be able to see. It was like on the, the... Like, if you were in the game, it was on the other side of the map where you couldn't see it, but there'd right. be a giant penis. But they're there. Like, yeah. That's such a goofy story, man. It's so funny. So if you could break through the level and fly through to see the textures, they were there. It's just you were never never able to see them. It's so funny. It was it's kind of like the hot coffee mod, but nobody ever actually saw it. Yeah. 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 It's interesting that Microsoft actually released a statement about this as well. I can't believe they said anything about it. Yeah, they could have just hidden this and no one would have known anybody yeah. No, but if it would have came out that there were hidden penises all throughout the game and Microsoft <laughs> didn't make a statement, it's, it's better that they yeah, come out I and guess. say, hey, we know about it. But um, they didn't find about it now and then find out about it now, and they wouldn't have seen it in the new game anyway. So I, it's, I guess I'm kind of surprised they came out, but it, it, it's funny. <laughs> I think they were trying to stop from having like Hot Coffee Mod 2.0, like it, but I, I don't know. They, I guess they just wanted to get ahead of the game and ahead of the PR. Yeah, maybe someone saw it and was going to run a story it on and, it, and yeah. Microsoft was wanting to beat it, you know? Is 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 everybody looking forward to State of Decay Year 1 Survival Edition? I am. I'm totally buying it. Yeah. I already own it multiple times, but it's going to be I haven't played it purchase. yet, but... Oh, I played through the it. whole thing on PC. I've played the whole thing through on 360, and I plan on playing the whole thing through on Xbox One. They they said this week as well that they did have something planned for moving over your save files. Like I know that they were sort of looking at it. Yeah, they're doing it now. But that's good. And then I I tweeted them and said I wonder if they'll sort of hint at the um, sort of state of decay too because the when right. you finished this, the story of sort of the original, where you moved after that was in the Lifeline DLC into the city. Whereas obviously at the time I think we assumed that was probably sequel talk. And they were sort of a bit, bit coy on that. But it's only five weeks? Six weeks? Very exciting times. Yeah, yeah that should be a yeah. good release. It looks looks nice as well. Like there's, There seems to be that there's clearly been like a lot of effort put into it Good. well because even on pc you would have cars pop in like and that's hopefully that's all fixed like it looks well, like they're getting well, rid of all those it issues. makes sense for them to put a lot of time into it because anything they they work on could obviously be moved over into the next game so yeah all right dying like it's a new hard mode and we're not talking about penises 
we're talking about like a difficulty setting and it's gonna have free content someday i'll play that uh, again yeah yeah one one day I'll, it, I'll play it turned it. into one of those multiplayer games that it was like okay we're gonna play this group and then other shit came out and that shit went away Never happened but we we're still gonna do it we're gonna do we're it we're gonna play through it because it, it's still a, like it's good I, it's a good game like it, it's not that it's not a good game but we're all waiting uh, for each other to play it and we never get around to play it it's a very depressing game um <laughs> uh, and when you could play something like gta which is going to always be funny and you're going to have a good time laughing with everybody or play it's hard to go zombies. yeah it's hard to go let's go play a game that's a fucking bleak existence in the middle of like the apocalypse and let's you know it that's fun but it, it's just right it's hard to compete and let's be honest ori has taken up everybody's and lives and then plus borderlands is going to be coming out soon so that's going to pull people away from dying yeah. right, i'd imagine is it two player co-op or four player co-op? Borderlands what, or Dying, Dying Light? Light? Dying Light. Four. Four. It's done. Sorry, my mic went out for a second. You never feel oh, frustrated in that game with, uh, with the multiplayer. It's like you could be really far away and someone starts a mission and it'll just warp you right over. You can easily get to each other. I mean, it's a lot of... A lot of good design actually in the multiplayer component of uh of dying light it's done well is it is it i was looking at i was on the I was looking at the add-on section of the store and i noticed is it a bit like a sort of a first person dead rising with like parkour parkour yeah elements? pretty much but it's a little it's it's serious in tone it's not yeah mm. don't expect to get in a vehicle and start running people over no no, no it, it's really it's really mirror's edge meets uh um, Dead Island, honestly, and nowhere near the amount of zombies that Dead Rising. But then at There's night, there's quite you a get... few. No, but not Dead Rising. No, levels. not at all. Uh, and the world's not. It's open in a different way than Dead Rising is. It's more. Dying Light's more open because there's more verticality to it. Yes, but Dying Light, like you could never drive a car down a street in Dying Light, right? Ever. But it's built more vertical, yeah. It, yeah. It, 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 it's good, though. I mean, and it, it looks really good. It runs well. Um, the side quests are pretty awesome, actually. They have good stories in them, and there's a lot to do in the game. It's it, it's worth your 60 bucks, you know? And that game's selling really well. I think it already broke 5 million copies. Yeah. So, but it's definitely more like State of Decay yeah. than it is... That's That's well, been a big success for yeah. uh, for Techland and, and, and WB, you know? Warner, I mean, Warner Brothers is—they've really set themselves up as a like top quality um, publisher now. I mean, with Dying Light, with um, Shadow of Mordor, Batman, with the Lego games. I mean, they they got a lot of good stuff out there now, and quality's good. So. Is it? Isn't it much? I mean, I I played Dead Island briefly i didn't i didn't really like it is it is it much much better than that is it much more yeah polished? it's a it's a lot better it's definitely better but it's got it, a lot of the same bugs though as yeah. the island yeah like oh. don't don't i would definitely go to like well in rent the it. us rent it see if you like it and then buy it uh because it is if you don't like Dead Island, it's gonna you got a 50 50 chance of liking yeah, it or not yeah because the platforming really changes that game a lot yeah but 
it is it definitely has a lot of elements it's of a little janky album. here and there yeah yeah but yeah that's a big success for warner brothers and uh and tech Live. and i think i think rightfully so it's a good game fair enough i i definitely mean to, to check out i think the the disc version kept getting knocked back in europe and then it i think it came out like the week before screen rides and stuff and i was just busy but I'll, def- I'll definitely get around to it at some point well probably the biggest news of we have the xbox live update well not xbox live but the xbox update came out finally for all the people that aren't in the preview program oh yeah and that means you get to use screenshot feature which is awesome you can upload to OneDrive or straight to twitter uh you're gonna get what else did this update do? There are so real much. name sharing changes to where you can share yes. to everyone or just friends. You know, stuff fix, like that. Fix the, the spam notifications. Yeah, yes. I haven't had any. No, but they also actually have a new spam option yeah. when you go to report people. Right. Uh, you also have uh, friend suggestions now. Yeah, that's pretty so cool. You, It'll show yeah. the people that followed you and you haven't followed under there. But it's a good way to build up your friends list if you're kind of running a little low. Because it'll look at your friends' friends and go, hey, you know what? You two play a lot of the same games. You or you've played together person. in the past. Yeah. And it'll bring them up, which is really nice. So go ahead. Well, it should auto set up auto to download, so you should have it. But it's a great update. Yeah, I think it's it would have forced already. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good. Uh, it's a bit of a shame that when you share screenshots to twitter that it shows a link rather than embeds them but i think that will be in the april one i would guess well that's because it's a png file and they would have to well would for them to actually hit twitter they would have to actually upload from xbox to twitter yeah. and i think they're trying to save bandwidth costs by just saying hey here's the fucking link but you're going to get a full png file on our site um which i understand why they're doing it but I know why people want a actual picture on Twitter also. Yeah, perhaps they'll they'll come up with something. The quality's amazing the though on these screenshots. It looks yeah. they, look, they look really good. Cuz they even fixed the one issue where it was coming, you know, uh, crushing the blast and everything. Yeah, it's so. just it's so funny though when people post um sunset overdrive screens and everyone's like that's not how it looks that they're adding, you know, anti-aliasing or they're downsampling that stuff, you know, and yeah. uh, they're not. That's the raw frame. That's buffer. the game. That's 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 what it is. That's the game. People just have an idea that Xbox One games are not supposed to look good. Um, so when they see them, I think they're shocked. And they look fantastic, honestly. The scaler does a really good job on Xbox. It does. <laughs> like I said last week, I I kind of like the way Watch Dogs looks on xbox one compared to ps4 even though it's a lower resolution because the scaler handles uh handles the image better than the ps4 yeah. scaler the ps4 scaler it just makes everything blurry um but on the xbox one everything still looks clean you still see all the the aliasing and stuff but it's a it's a better image you know so yeah screenshots awesome all right uh, Microsoft's Kudo Sonoda, now leading Xbox dev team, is part of an organization shakeup. So he is in 
There's a, explain exactly what's going on. There's here. a there's a bunch of changes. Steve probably knows this better than I do about who's moving where. I, I don't know. I, I don't have the I've, information I've got in front a, of me right now. I've got a list up if you'd like yeah. me to explain it. Okay, yeah. so uh, the studio head of, of Black Tusk, Hanno Lemke, is moving from Black Tusk to London to be the general manager of all the UK studios and press play. Uh, okay. Rod Ferguson is then going from creative director or some studio guy. He's now going to lead Black Tusk. Um, and then what happens is that Black Tusk and Big Park, Big Park is their sort of entertainment and sports apps studio. They they made Joyride and Connect Joyride and then had all their games cancelled. Um, so the the sort of GM of that studio, Will Mazel is now going to be the head of Microsoft Studios Canada, which made me think that they might be adding someone else to that. Yeah. Seems, seems a bit strange, especially as Black Tusk and Big Park are both in Vancouver and on the same street, apparently. But, never mind. Um, then the head of Lionhead, who's John Needham, who used to be sort of big background in MMOs. Um, yeah, he's from he Cryptic. Is, yeah, Cryptic, that's the one. He's going to move back to Redmond, and he's going to be head of HoloLens development and other new IP, which is quite interesting. Um, and then, to sort of top it all off, um, Kudo Sonoda is going to sort of come back. He's going to keep his HoloLens work, but he's also going to sort of what they refer to as lead new Xbox teams. So he's going to be he's going to be sort of the leader of the UK studios, which is Rare, Lionheads, and also Press Play. He announced the, that new one that you um, had mentioned in your blog too. Yeah, so he he mentioned that he's also going to be sort of in charge of decisive games. Decisive, they were the studio yes. that said they're working on Xbox and PC games um, in sort of strategy games franchises. So quite well. I mean, I I took strategy games to mean sort of RTS, but quite what they've got in mind. Very difficult to know. I think the fact that they've mentioned them, I think, suggests that at E3, they will. They'll, they'll tease something. Um, that, I think that makes a lot of sense. But um, so so Kudo is going to sort of lead the UK stuff, which is then going to be sort of more managed by Hanno Lemke, and then he's going to sort of be on top of that. So Rare Linehead Press Play, and Twisted Pixel, um, and Decisive Games. So and it then... sounds like Phil Harrison was replaced by two people then, essentially, right? Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty much. Yeah. Means. Um, and then Kudo is also going to be working with their sort of partner studios. So he mentioned Quantum Break, Scalebound, and Crackdown. So I think, you know, if it weren't for the fact that sort of Orion Screamride had, had pretty much shipped, he might have sort of name dropped those, that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, it's, it's certainly an interesting change. They did also mention Lionhead's new IP when they were discussing Lionhead. They just just by by name of sort of Fable Legends and new IP, which is quite interesting. I think. Uh... Fable Legends is going to be the last Fable game for a long time, unless there's a serious demand to bring the franchise back. I, I think, think it depends on what, how Fable Legends does. If it does phenomenally, we might see another Fable game sooner than you think. I just I don't I don't see that game doing really well. I think it depends. I think it depends on what their what their new IP is and how it does. Because ultimately, if you make make a new IP and it's you know, perhaps it's, it's not a blockbuster, or you have a situation where it does well, but then everyone's like, "We need Fable 4. And perhaps they'll do it. But I think exactly, yeah. Like it, it depends really what what their new IP is, how successful it is. I mean, it's it's going to be. You'd have to think like a long way out. I mean, so John Needham did an interview last year, uh, just after E3, and said, you know, he mentioned he specifically mentioned the new IP that Lionhead Incubation would, would 
had two prototypes going and he said that you know we might hear about it in the next year I mean, so the next year would put it around e3 time um yeah. teaser teaser trailer I'm or something perhaps yeah i'm curious what it's like what direction they're going to go in with lionhead though because about a year ago they and an, they announced that they're making the full transition into a games as a service studio and then do you think that's still going to happen now with the way pre-release hype is going for fable legends and now with needham leaving uh lionhead and he was the guy who was you know from cryptic which means that's a games as service type studio now suddenly he's leaving does that mean they transition back into what they used to be you know, maybe their new IP isn't a games as a service game. I get maybe it, yeah, maybe it all depends on what happens with Fable Legends. But I I I think Lionhead is in this kind of strange situation where they still don't have a real identity as a studio, and they're going they have to need to figure that out. It's it's interesting. I think like one thing that even when John Needham was there was that. You know, they they had said we are not developing sort of an MMO, and obviously, Fable Legends isn't an MMO. I think the question, I mean, like what what they've got and what what I've seen is is good about Fable Legends is that they they've completely redone the combat. You know, I think for for the sort of game that it is, they needed to, but it seems sort of fluid. It seems it's, it's sort of a, a really good mechanic. I'm just not necessarily sure that it's in the right sort of game. For the for the Fable franchise, I think you know. I think perhaps you know. I mean, maybe they will do something different, but I think it would be interesting to see whether they go and make like what I what I think they should do is I think they should be looking at an RPG or sort of an, an adventure sort of sort of game. And I think I think a that's Zelda what the audience. Game. Yeah, I think that's that's what the, that's what I think their audience wants. I mean, you look at you know, and it's it's very telling that Fable Three sold was it five or six million units. Fable of the Journey would enter the charts at number thirty-seven in the top in the UK, in the top forty. You know, it it seems from where I'm seeing that people like Lionhead to make RPGs, and that and that is what what is proven to sell. Could you do an RPG as a games as a service thing? Probably could. Like with with because I mean you look at like back in sort of when the original Mass Effect came out and they had all these grand plans for DLC and they did release some but it wasn't anywhere near like what they said. But and I think, it would be a multiplayer mode of a game though if it's going to still be a games as a service game. If it's not a multiplayer mode and it's just the full game as multiplayer, I don't think that's going to sell to the fan base of Lionhead. That's such a drastic change and that's been a major issue with Fable Legends and the hype leading up to it. You know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just I think like if Fable Legends was a new IP, I'd feel a lot more confident about it doing well. But I just like I I don't think that many people want that game. The fact that, that it's on PC now, it's got crossplay or crossplay and all that stuff. It certainly helps, but I still don't see because ultimately it is a it is a free to play AAA game, and I'm not convinced that the amount of money that they've spent on that that they are gonna make that back. To be a success, and to was it they said that they wanted it to last ten years or something? I'd be surprised if it lasted three. Or even yeah, two. It's probably one or two years, and that's it. They'll support like, and, it for that first year, and if it's not selling, they'll do one more year and call it quits, probably. 
And the thing you've got to be careful of as well is that, you know, it because it's free to play, like there's not you know, there isn't a pot of money on day one or day two. You know, it being a long term thing has got to be where it makes money. But I'm still not sure that long term that there's a that there's a, a game there that people want that they will keep spending money on. I just hope this is a way for them to say, Hey, here's your fable game, it's gonna go for ten years, let's work on something else new. Maybe maybe that's what it is. Right now, yeah, <laughs> is I don't know because the thing is, like, even like, um, did either of you play that Ink Quest um, prototype that they released from Incubation last? Was it last year? No, no, I did not. So it was like a sort of, um, I've talked about this recently, I can't remember, I don't think I did it last week. Um, it was sort of like a bit like an adventure game, a bit like Stick It to the Man, where it had sort of this, oh, yeah, I think you talked about this last paper week, yeah, Kyle art style, right. At the, at the end of the day, it seems like it was very interesting, and it was, you know, it seemed it seemed creative. It seemed exactly the sort of thing that I would expect Lionhead to come up with. Like I think, I think they are very talented. I think the problem is, is that Fable was successful, and that the management was all over the place. Yeah. Because ultimately, you know, they had was it Survivor? They had Project Milo, um, Project Milo and Kate, and they've they've had all these other things that just haven't come to fruition, for various reasons. Um, and at the end of the day, Fable was selling so well that they didn't need to do anything else. So uh, now think... it's time for them to move on, though. Yeah, but I I just think, like, I hope that they get what people want from them. And I'm just not sure that a free to, as much as okay, a cross-play, free-to-play game fits in well with the Microsoft, the their sort of plan for. Sort of where they where they want to to bring crossbuy and playing, I just I don't think that's their audience at all, and I don't for even no matter how much the games industry changes, I just don't think that no matter and no matter sort of how good the game is in itself, that that's what their audience wants. Their yeah. audience wants they want an adventure game with crazy yeah, humor, with very sort of British, perhaps I don't know. Even if they, even if they don't, British I mean, fart humor—that's what they want. Yeah, but even like some of their other new IPs that Peter Molyneux talked about in videos before, like they weren't—they didn't seem like in that sort of style. But they were sort of RPGs and sort of open world sort of action. One of them was an FPS. I mean, I, I know that they're only sort of concepts, and obviously, you yeah. know, we'll never know what they were like. But they, you know, there's also like the survival. They have looked at a lot of survival games like BC, that sort of thing. Right. It's but just, they want the Bonnie know. Python humor in there. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I really hope that they that this organization is about John Needham not necessarily being a fit for Lionhead, but he could still be a great fit for Microsoft because they've got Gigantic. You know, I think there'll obviously be other things, other new IPs in there, and you know, the, well, he's the, going to Hololens too. So yeah, yeah. So it it'll be interesting, but I really hope that whatever they're they're planning. He's a talented guy too. I mean, he's done a, he did a lot of good stuff with Cryptic. So, I think the other just one other thing that was mentioned in this video was that Kudo talked a lot about how they didn't make enough sort of core game products for Connects. Like, I mean, the uh -huh. the the things that they I mean, Fable: The Journey was probably about as good as it got. You know, Gears of War was cancelled. Halo never got it. Forza was sort of like an add-on, and he talked about how that they wanted to make sort of core products for Hololens, PC, and Xbox, sort of across the slate. And it, so it'll be interesting to see exactly what it is that they've they've got yeah. planned. Hopefully, it's Hololens versions of core games, though, rather than just like 
putting all the development toward a HoloLens specific game. And I know that sounds terrible because obviously you want to take advantage of your hardware, but I want the core games. I don't want the HoloLens games, you know, as my for my own personal preference. Well, I want yeah. both because I don't want to see like HoloLens come out and then it just turns into, oh, all the games on it, you need an Xbox to sit there and do anything. Because Not to do anything. Gonna... I just mean like make the game something that would work best on Xbox One and then transition to HoloLens rather yeah. than just hololens games and then you're wasting all these development studios on hololens titles and we're not getting the core games for the device that's already out and sold you know over 10 million so i think developing for hololens is if if they're going to develop things specifically for hololens that's that's going to be it's going to be even even a small team that's going to be a tough sale to make anything that's that's pretty successful yeah, I no, agree. but in the, it's in not the just that though. Like you figure, Hololens is going to be from all the people that have used Hololens. They say it works. They say it works just like they're saying it works. So it's going to be a massive success because the PR and the money they're going to put behind marketing it, it's going to sell. It's going to outsell the Xbox One. It's probably going to be one of their fastest selling products. Mm. If, but at the same time. I mean, they, I don't think you're going to see that killer app for it. Well, not from first par- from third party. It's going to be Not Minecraft. for like a year. No, but that's first party. Uh, but you're not going to see a third, like, other... You're not going to see real creative apps for HoloLens for probably two years after it releases. Because people are going to need to get their hands on it. People are going to need to figure, like, what weird things can you do? Because let's be honest, when like the iPhone first came out, like the first apps that came out for it were kind of just like bullshit stuff that we generically wanted. It was just like, yeah, we should be able to, you know, look at movie theater fucking show times. Like, and that was what you know came out at first. But then after a couple of years, now we have fucking Tinder and like every other fucking app on the planet that kind of nobody thought of when the iPhone first came out. Oh yeah. And, like the, I think the Hololens is going to be in the same boat. I don't, and that comes with games too. Uh, I like, yeah, you're going to see Minecraft, and that's going to get people thinking. You're going to see, like, well, you're going to put the Hololens on, and you're going to play Halo, and it'll have the HUD like in your environment, and it might add like trees in your house or something while you're playing Halo. But I don't think that's going to be really where it takes off. Like, I think we're going to see other weird shit later down the line when it comes to hololens and that's what these studios are going to be developing for is those unique scenarios well, yeah. that you can only do in i'm just saying i hope it's reality. smaller incubation teams and not the major studios spending all their time on hololens and neglecting yeah no i don't think PC you're going to see 343 working non-stop you know? on hololens i think their main game studios yeah. are going to be working on xbox that's what i hope you know yeah the, there was uh, one other thing to come out of this video, and I suppose it's a bit of a no-brainer, really, depends how you look at it, but Kuda also said that there would be Gears news soon. Is is three months soon? I uh, know. Th- yes, it, three months is soon. I think it's going to be before E3. I really do. Also, you know what he said in the video, which I liked? Um, he said there, the direction with Microsoft Studios is going to be more like what's been happening with uh, system updates and say like the Windows 10 preview 
very uh, consumer feedback focused. And this is like on actual games. So that that's nice to hear that they're going to try to take more feedback from their actual fans as far as like which which games that are going to come out, you know, because what, what ended up hurting them is I imagine they used a lot of like of their own internal metrics to decide, hey, we're going to make this all in one Xbox that does movies and, you know, TV because we looked at our we we looked at our own stats and we noticed that people are watching TV and movies. No, like if more you look than, at the stats yeah. on Xbox 360, 60% of people use it to watch Netflix. Exactly. Like, exactly. It, so they were like, "Okay, well we have the best idea ever. We'll just, you know, we'll we'll make that a big part of our focus." Let's push that. Yeah, exactly. And that there was such a blowback from well, that. Well, for the hardcore know? community, it's yeah. like, no, that shouldn't be a main feature. That's a secondary exactly, feature. Exactly. My main feature needs to be games, games, games. And, and hopefully they are... It sounds like he wants to take that, you know, that initiative to the game development side too. So hopefully that means they'll focus well, on the they, core, their you know? Main initi- they, they have absolutely, without a doubt, shown that their main initiative was games, games, games. Oh, yeah. Their PR, on the other hand, was awful, but... They they have delivered on games. No, but I doubt. mean like listening to feedback. Like if they had listened to consumer feedback, Fable Legends wouldn't have happened. Uh, I don't know. You know what I mean? I Fable I Legends agree. has been in development for a long time. Absolutely. But I'm saying if with the initiative they're taking now from the way he sounded in that interview, I don't think Fable Legends would have been something that was greenlit. I don't think Fable the Journey would have been something that was greenlit. You know, that's the stuff people don't really want, you know? I, but Microsoft says, well, let's give it to him anyway. <laughs> I, I think it will be interesting because now we're coming up to the point. I mean, the thing is, you know, you're right, is that they were talking about all this, this, um, all the media and we're going to be the all in one box. But even though they've cha- changed from that to sort of games, 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 the lineup hasn't actually changed because there's not been enough time exactly. since then. This would this would be yeah. this would be two years. Everything's been been set in stone for so then, for for so long. Um, that the only thing that could have really like they couldn't have signed anything and released it. It would the only thing that would happen is they would have cancelled things and you know I don't think that's happened. But um, yeah. what it, no, what, because the only thing honestly we're still in that repercussion for another year, uh, till like you start really seeing what Phil Spencer has been doing behind the scenes. Um, I think I think we'll start getting there this E3 because Don Matrick left. You know, he's he's been in there a year, but also I think there would have been things in between. He yeah, of Don leaving and the Xbox. Uh, when Don when Don Matrick yeah. left, Phil Spencer was the guy. I mean, they didn't announce that he was the guy and the head of Xbox until a certain date, but he was definitely the one leading the charge for the the change in I guess in direction and marketing and tone for the company, well for the division. No, but if we're just talking about games, I'm not talking about marketing. Well, he like, was already talking he's about Mi- games, but he's Microsoft Studios before. No, was... but he wasn't the. He, well, yeah, he he wasn't the boss. Now he is the boss. Yeah, um, but no, what, what Steve's saying, what I'm kind of saying, is that once Don Matrick was gone, it was already Phil Spencer time. So there's a little more time than the original announcement that came in what like a year ago, right? Yeah. I think by, by sort of Phil Spencer time is that it makes sense when when Don Matrick left that somebody had to you know I think Phil Spencer was obviously 
because he had someone above him, you know, the vision was above him and, and that was where they sort of work from. Whereas when you lose the person above him and, you know, Don Matrick wasn't really replaced by Julie Larson Green. I think like they sort of said, you know, right. they reported to her, but ultimately she's not, she's not a, a, a games, a games console person. And I don't think they ever said that she was. So I think it makes more sense that he was then given sort of more control over his, Absolutely. his game side then because there was nobody else above him to turn around and say hey guys this is this is the direction it was then okay Phil well this is your direction and obviously it will take longer for us to sort of fully realize his plans but I think this year we will start to see certainly by by Gamescom especially we'll they, see they are we'll see the beginning but like yeah. Don Matrix's decisions are still being you're right played though. through this ether yeah but by game uh, but by Gamescom that's a good ch- yeah you would think Phil Spencer had a lot of control for almost two years by that point and also they're announcing games earlier than I think that they have been. Um, so I think it is also the fact that we might see these things just because they're actually getting them out there. Not necessarily, you know, it's not like something has been built between then and, and this E3 or Gamescom. It's the fact that they signed something sort of a year ago. It's progressing. Hey guys, let's let's get on stage. Let you know, let's let them know that this developer, whether internal or external, is doing this thing. Right. And just sort of, you know, especially for like the, for like the bigger things. I mean, I know. That, um, it's been, it's been almost sort of two years since Quantum Break was announced. You know, uh, Phantom, Dust yeah. and Phantom Dust and Scalebound were last year, and we've not seen it or sort of really heard anything sort of official since then. Um, I mean, Fable Legends is going to be two years in August, and I'm not sure, I'm not sure exactly it will be out by then. So they are certainly announcing games earlier. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if the original plans for games like that have changed too, with Phil Spencer at the helm, so... That might explain right. well, the, it's time to move the delays, on you know? to the next topic. <laughs> What's our next article uh, of news? Phil Spencer talks about the Xbox absent from the VR space. Uh, so, essentially, he had a discussion on Eurogamer, and he was like, uh, the HoloLens doesn't preclude us from doing anything in the VR space, either from a first-party or partnership perspective. Uh, discussions are great as all of us look forward to, uh, into the space. Essentially, he's just getting at he doesn't think the industry or the, the technology's there yet. It's not mature enough for an audience like the mass market. It's but not. I think, it's getting so, there. I, I think Sony's jumping the gun. Yeah. No, because if you look at what Sony's doing, like if you actually go and look, you can actually go on Oculus Rift's website and they have a really cool demo to show you exactly what the scan lines look like at the different resolutions. And you're going to have, on so I, I mean, it's not Sony's fault. Like, it, there's only so much the PS4 can actually do when you're pushing that. And you're going to have really big scan lines. It's going to be really look like a screen door when you're playing any of your games on a, on a Morpheus, whatever. Is that the actual name? No, or it's they... called Project no, Morpheus. Uh, so I, they must be giving it a new name somewhere sooner or later. Yeah, but that's that's going to be like you're looking through a screen door for the whole thing, and it, it's kind of like uh, the Sony right. Real Station. No, but even like the Oculus Rift is still screen door effect. Like it's not till you start getting the 4K Oculus or. Uh, what HTC is doing is really close to not having any screen door effect. Um, but 
Yeah, I, you you kind of need that 4K a, just so that it disappears and all you see is yeah. like it looks like an actual it's environment. It's probably a generation away, you know, talking five yeah. six years before VR is what it needs to be. You know, that's my guess. I I find it. I mean, obviously, it feels comments quite interesting, but I find it difficult to believe that they're going to do VR and Hololens. Like, a, well, I think that's why they said or partnership. Like, yeah, I think that's the very interesting yeah, part of it. It's I probably mean, like let's try out Hololens. If for some reason it tanks and no one ever wants to use it, you know, hey, we'll make a partnership with someone else who's got their VR shit together and we'll get in the space. And I mean, Microsoft already has a billion patents for VR anyway, yeah. so. Whatever, whoever they partner with is, they'll, they'll be happy. It seems like, uh, well, they could be a bit of a crossroads though, because for example, they'll have like the regular game, and then are they really going to have like Hololens games and VR games, or are they going to are they going to sort of use the Hololens and VR games as the same? Like a no, uh, I think Hololens games are going to be totally separate from VR games. VR games are just going to be games that allow you to look with your head. I mean, that's honestly all they're going to be. Because nobody's going to, like the Project Morpheus, Oculus Rift, none of them are wireless. You're you're going to be tethered down. You're not going to be able to see where you're at in your room, so you're going to be sitting in a chair. It's a very specific experience that you're going for. Um, AR, you're going to get up, put it on, you're going to play Minecraft, and it's going to build out through your bedroom yeah. or wherever you're sitting. Uh, that's It's very dedicated Pretty to much what it's v- doing. VR is... The Japanese RPG and AR is Halo. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know I mean, what I, I mean. You know what it's... I mean. Like one social and one's like, let's just be a hermit. Yeah, and, I mean, you're still being a hermit with the fucking with the hollow lens. Yeah. I mean, even though you can see people around you, you're still gonna look like a buffoon. Yeah, with a big yeah, in your head. yeah. But at least but it doesn't block you, you off from the rest it. of the fucking world. You know? Yeah, <laughs> it's just a. I mean, personally, VR sounds really exciting to me. If they get that shit to work like it should, I mean, that's really great. I mean, I and I'd probably yeah. enjoy it. I don't know how much I'd actually use it, just because I, I would feel weird like cutting myself off from the rest of the world. Like, I, I know Maria wouldn't like it unless she had her own VR set at the same time we were playing mm-hmm. together. You know, but it's like you can't sit on the couch together and play a game together we're gonna snuggle you know, up with our vr yeah, headsets it's, there's something and, yeah it's there's something that work. doesn't work for me but um i mean who knows it, it might blow and, up. i mean don't get me wrong i like htc's solutions by having lasers at different ends of the room and it scans the room and if you start walking towards your couch your couch will it'll build a 3d model and show you that you're approaching something so you don't bump into it in vr yeah that kind of stuff is but gonna this, have to improve for sure but at the same time it's like okay so i'm gonna have this thick ass cable that's an hdmi slash power cable hanging off my head that's going to my console and it's gonna be doing all this yep uh i don't know about that but the truth is the, you're probably gonna be buying a morpheus at some time i probably will too we're hardcore gamers we like to try shit out that's just how it is. No, no, definitely. No, but I'm <laughs> I'm more interested in Oculus Rift than Morpheus. Like Morpheus seems extremely I would limited, be, but limiting to it's me. The PC, but my aspect. my PC is powerful enough to handle it. So it's I'll tef- definitely 
because I, I see Oculus Rift getting yeah, but it's way have to more keep support getting than more powerful Morpheus. and more powerful to handle it. At least with something like Morpheus, it's one set, you know. Yeah, it's thing. one set that's going to yeah. get less and less games over time because Maybe. the games are becoming too high powered for it to support Oculus. Or I'm saying it doesn't Project it doesn't Morpheus. put you in the hardware treadmill, which is going to get pretty crazy once VR is a big thing. Because no, but if you have one VR headset, you know you're running at 1080p. No, but you're going to be decent off compared to I think, Project No, I, I really do feel like VR is going to set a new hardware treadmill going full force. Because that takes serious power. And as the... Well, no, but if we're talking about like 4K and all that yeah. shit, yeah. Yeah, so that's going to change things in the PC space a lot. Because for, for probably like a good four or five years, you can have the same set of hardware and not feel like you're too far behind after a few years down the road. And with the VR space, I'm assuming that's going to get smaller down to a year or two again. So um, that's going to change things. It'll be interesting to see where it leads. Uh, Are you going to say goodbye, real world, Steve? I I don't I think so. I've I've used an Oculus Rift. It seemed. What do okay. you think? It's, it was it was fine, but it didn't didn't really seem like like something I wanted. Like I, I need to wear this all the time to play my. Video I just games. imagine having like awful neck aches after yeah. wearing that headset. And I already have TMJ, so I get neck pains. So I think Hololens it it does appeal to me more, but I can't say I'm I'm excited for any of it. I know yeah, we're like, hardcore gamers. We just want to play our fucking video games with pretty. No, graphics. but Hololens seems more like a a computer revolution. Revolution like VR is just like okay, this is to be something for my video games. Like Hololens could be this could be the thing that. I don't know how to fucking work on my car. This could tell me how to change my oil or whatever. It's holodeck. Like this is gonna like it's gonna be a virtual holodeck. Star like, Trek. You can be able to do whatever. That like the vision for Hololens is way more broad than what these VR devices are showing off. Wasn't Hololens originally? It was an Xbox thing, and then they looked at it and it was like, "This is this is bigger than." than well, the rumor is. Yeah. Nadella, he came in and looked at it, and they were like, "What are you? What are you working? You know, he just became CEO of Microsoft, and he was like, "What are y'all working on?" And he was like, "Oh, we're doing this video game thing, and we can do all this crazy shit." And he was like, "Why are you limiting yourself to video yeah, games?" Yeah, this is way bigger. And <laughs> yeah. they, they were, he was like, "This could change everything. Like, this is where the fuck is our budget? Let's just." dump tons of money in this and that's what it looks like they did they just said non-stop ar is the future we we have the patents and technology and people to build it and that's what they're doing and and that makes a lot of sense because it does i think it was it was sort of touched upon that connect was incredibly limited by the fact that it it was games only now whether the, the technology was ever there for connect to be successful elsewhere as well is a, is another question but HoloLens will certainly have a much better chance of succeeding because it's not just video games. You know, it it could encompass absolutely anything as you discussed with the car example, and and games can obviously be be a big part of that. And I think that I do think that it has a much bigger chance of succeeding than, than general VR. Now, whether but, people actually mass market, I think the first of all the, the big problem is whether people can afford it for a start because it's, I don't think it's going to be it's obviously not going to be cheap. Um, but I, I do think that HoloLens does have a much bigger chance of succeeding 
than well, than Rift and Morpheus. I mean, just like a random idea. Like, let's say you're trying to sell your house or sell a house and it's completely empty. You could walk around the house with the AR headset on. The it could automatically put furniture in every room without actual furniture being there. A person could be watching the whole thing over Skype, and you could walk room to room with them without like a retarded like fucking camera in your front of your face. It, it, you know what I like the, about it? What's that? I'm glad with this new direction, if this, if this is a new direction initiated by Nadella, that he's not forcing it on gamers, which is essentially what happened with Kinect. You know, people were playing yeah. Gears, they were playing Halo, you know, they were playing um, cl- more classic-style rare games, you know, like Perfect Dark, and Cameo, and, and Aviva Pinata, um, and then suddenly they're playing Kinect Sports. Well, that's not the rare games we wanted. That's the rare game that was kind of forced upon us because they wanted to sell a new piece of hardware on 360. Um, with uh, with Hololens, it isn't like you know, here you're going to use this for your new console you just bought, and we're going to shift all development toward that. It's more like, well, we're going to use it for other stuff, and if you want to play games on it, well, that's cool. Um, but we're not, no, you know, it's, it's inviting it's people the to the, focus, it's inviting people to the device rather than forcing the yeah. the, the, the device on an existing uh, player base. So uh, I do like that, and, and if that's yeah. if that's the direction that Nadella, but if that's the direction that Nadella is responsible for, that's great. That that makes me happy. Yeah. Well, I mean, this was in development when Steve Ballmer was there, but it that it was shifted it, though, possibly. Yeah. It's awesome that he's like we're starting to see the fruits of him being CEO now, and it's Microsoft looks like it's a new company. He seems like a really smart guy. He's but got his it, shit together. I think this was I think this was all planned by Steve Ballmer, not to take credit from Sacha, but Steve Ballmer's the one that did the reorganization. He's the one that changed everything around, and then he said, "All right, I'm out." Yeah, maybe. And he, you know, he's the one that literally said, "Okay, this is how we're going to restructure it." We know Sach is the guy that we know that has the vision that, and and you know, they restructured it with that vision in mind. Um, and it's interesting to see where they go from here, especially with all the apps. Like you can get Xbox Music, Xbox Games. Everything's going multi-plat. Mm-hmm. Like everything like you can get x you're gonna have achievements on iphone games and you're gonna have it's gonna be everywhere xbox music is everywhere xbox videos everywhere that's how microsoft got big in the first place it wasn't through hardware it was through software but i'm happy to see that they're going back to their roots essentially and just pushing software really hard um i think what is a is a sort of general sort of Xbox and games thing what what concerns me about and you you mentioned that you know Satch is not sort of forcing um you know going from sort of core games to just sort of connect games is that I don't think Microsoft have Microsoft Studios Xbox has ever been very good at focusing on, on more than one thing like even back in the day when you know the original Xbox you know they moved sort of from their sort of PC stuff to the Xbox then and they the PC moved died. The yeah. PC died, and then they moved from core games to Connect. What what I would like to see, and what would, because obviously you know we've seen sort of these these new studios pop up with their Hololens, and the first thing that that concerns me is not oh I don't I don't want Hololens. It's not that I don't want them to develop for it. Is that I have concerns that because in the past they have failed to do more than one thing at once and failed to do it well, that it's going to be a similar sort of thing again. And I do think that the management does seem 
a lot a lot better not just you know phil but but satcher you know there, there does seem to be there seems to be more common sense which is which is ultimately what it boils down to like i don't think it was ever really that difficult for them to develop core games and connect games like i don't think it's some revolutionary thing they've been in the, the industry for 10 years by that point um but but it but it is good that they do seem to you know they have moved on and they you know they they do seem to be sort of a, a new company and i do hope that, yeah. that they can show to us hey look these are your core games these are the games we're going to continue to make for you because what they need what what i think they've realized is core games are very very successful like there's a reason why they're successful and that is because that is what people want you can also make casual connect games i mean gears of war 3 outsold was it every single first party first party sony game for that entire year and that was a core game Mm-hmm. you know yeah, and it made them so much money. no but it's not just that like they have to stay like everybody's like they're gonna get out of gaming they're gonna get out of gaming eventually but you can't but at the end of the day like the video game industry is larger than movies music and everything like all that shit combined like they, they'll never well, leave the thing gaming. is you can't make casual games until you have a casual audience and a casual audience isn't gonna buy a 500 hundred dollar console you know and that's that's where they went wrong no they're gonna be sitting on their laptop or whatever and they're going to buy it when it's two hundred dollars you know and maybe if you want to go casual then well yeah but you can't forget the people that bought the console in the first place and want to keep on playing those games so hopefully they learned that and i I think they did you know i think i don't think they did i think they always approached it their pr was bad but they never forgot about the gamers and that is why we have all that is why we have all the amazing games we do now on xbox they would have forgot yeah because if it wasn't for that they wouldn't we would have never had any of those games i'm talking about what we could experience with 360 there was like a two-year period toward the end of the console's like major life cycle like i don't count now as part of its real life cycle where we just didn't get the the kind of games that we wanted, you know, as hardcore gamers. Um, and I hope we don't see that again. And I, and I think that, and I think that was a huge mistake because given how popular the 360 was, you know, in particularly in USA and UK, is that I think that if they had released new franchises, new IPs in that time for the core gamer, I think that they would have made some things that were hugely successful for them hugely well yeah, successful. A- absolutely and that kind of hardcore audience they started to shift more toward the toward the playstation 3 because sony was putting out a game like the last of us toward the end of a, of a console cycle you know um and that's the kind of games that 360 needed toward the end to, well, and, at... and, and sony rode that momentum into the ps4 you know and it's like, I mean, you look at State of Decay. State of Decay was a new IP. Okay, it wasn't wasn't big AAA, but State of Decay sold two million units, one point four million of which were on Xbox Three Sixty. Like, if anything, that's that sort of exactly proves my point. Now, whether Sunset Overdrive or Rise, if they'd have been Three Sixty games, would have done all these big numbers. I I, I don't know. Maybe you know, probably look at other things. But State of Decay proves that you make a game for that audience. And I mean, State of Decay. I mean, I, I don't think they sold, thought it would sell probably about a third of that. Like, uh-huh. as in, I don't think that's what they expected it to do. But it was a huge, massive success because that. No, was... but it hit at the right time with the whole zombie genre. Yeah, well, like... exactly. But if I mean, if they'd have made sort of, I mean, if Dead Rising Three had been on 360 instead of Xbox One, 
Could it have done three million units? Possibly. Probably. Possibly. And I think I think so. The point I'm getting at is that Microsoft, because they weren't very good at doing one thing and the other, they missed out hugely. And and I think we we missed out hugely. Uh huh. And I, and I'm just hoping that the next time around that they they will see that that is such a big thing. But they they can do both. It's possible that you know they're the sort of company that you know there's there's no limit to what they can do because they've got so many resources as long as you know as long as the xbox division isn't tanking which i, I don't they think still have is. like 80 billion in just cash in europe alone e- just sitting there exactly so they can do whatever they want exactly so i'm, I'm just hoping that <laughs> sign you know, they, moon they studios to a five game deal now now the, the fifth game would come out in like 2040 probably. so what Got them for Nobody good. Cares. I want them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that means the next three consoles Microsoft puts out, they'll be exclusive. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh. uh all right. Let's let's move on. I know that all that conversation happened over VR for some reason. Well, it was but, no. It was about VR and the new direction of yeah. Xbox and the shifting. Of, uh, well, key, it's the new direction players, of Microsoft, you know? honestly. Yeah. Because what a lot of people don't realize about Microsoft is it like it was kind of big news if you're a tech junkie, but they laid off like 40,000 people. Yeah, a ton. Microsoft had 120,000 people after they acquired Nokia and they had a they literally stripped down because they're all the bureaucrats. It was like, well, you got to a million people overhead over here and 20 million different bosses between getting anything done. And they got rid of all that. And that's why we're seeing such a more on the toes reaction from everything. But let's talk about something a little bit more lighthearted. Let's talk about goat simulator coming to Xbox one and Xbox 360 this April. So if you're a goat simulator fan, was, it's gonna be awesome. I didn't realize it had been announced for 360. Is that? Yep. Is that? A, yeah, it was. Is that a small? Um, is it? Is it? I didn't realize when they. When I wonder they who's publishing it. though, because it's not ID yeah. at Xbox on 360, right? No, I wonder if that is perhaps a bit of a sign of a small change or something. Or it could be just Microsoft publishing it since they wanted that, to bring it on 360 as well. That's very true. That's very true. Um, because and it is, Goat Simulator has a it's it's a timed exclusive, right? on yeah, Xbox so, One. So that would make sense. And it is good that they, they they put these games. I mean, the thing is the three sixty has still got a big user base. You know, we talked about um how Ori was doing on Steam and, you know, perhaps the Xbox One as as it currently is can't necessarily get the the sort of all the income being completely exclusive to that that you would get, but they've got two other platforms that can certainly help it's make it much doing more well though. It's number two on top paid right now on xbox one yeah behind zombie oh. army trilogy oh yeah yeah no i just um yeah but I, I just mean that sort of you know for other games as well you know it, it makes sense for them to use their entire ecosystem like it makes sense to do oh, it for yeah. tomb raider it makes sense to do it for ori it makes sense to do it for other things like i think the, the problem comes when things start being perhaps late ports yeah yeah but you know i i, I, I was surprised but pleasantly surprised you know it's a good move I don't know if I'll be goating up personally, but I'll probably get it because Maria really wants to play it. 
I'm curious if they're going to add anything to that version or if it's just going to be the same, like, $10 type game, you know? Uh, don't think they've said there's anything announced, but in, on PC it's got like Goat Simulator MMO or something as well. Yeah. It's bizarre. Bizarre phenomenon. The trailer was pretty funny. Is it live action yeah. goats or something? <laughs> yeah. Alright, well, Homefront the Revolution was delayed till 2016, people. So if you were looking forward to it, too bad. I don't think people know enough about it to even look forward to it at this point. Um, yeah. When it actually does get, I guess, full on revealed, it'll maybe then though the interest will be there. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I liked that it was co-op. I think like obviously the things open world Crytek, too, right? Yeah, yeah. So it got bought by Deep Silver and the studio did, and then they stuffed up. I think that you know because at this rate it's, it's almost basically a sort of a year long delay. Like from when it was originally announced to when it was supposed to be sort of shipping, and this assumes that it comes out early next year. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if they bring back multiplayer, which was a thing, and then they they got rid of it. Um, it it'd be interesting to see exactly what the changes are. Maybe it was just part of the the teething process of yeah, moving to Crytek another publisher. And, well, they were always publishing it. It's just. Oh they, wait, they that's bought... right. Deep Silver. Yeah, they they bought the development team that was working on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you would have thought that unless big changes were being made, that considering they bought the studio and the IP, that not necessarily a lot would have changed. But yeah, as I said, but you know, maybe they thought, hey, we own this IP now. Let's make sure the best version of it comes out because we care about it. Yeah, no, no, I agree. I I did have it down as as one of my launches for this year. It's, it's a good it's... IP. Um, It just needs the love it needs, you know, to make it great. Yeah. I mean, the original game was not good. Um, I, I actually uh, did a usability test on that game um, when I was out in New York. It was a Chaos Studios who worked on it originally. Mm. Um, I went and played it probably about six months before it came out. And when I was done with it, I went home and I was like, Maria, you just, you just don't understand how bad this game is. I don't know how they're going to launch it at this quality. It is really close to launch and it is a fucking mess. And um, it wasn't bro- it wasn't broken when it came out, fortunately. Um, but yeah, it was a mess. And it, it, but it had so much potential, you know. Anyone who played that game could tell it had the, that the IP had a lot of potential. You know, Korea taking over the United States—that's fucking awesome. That's a that's a good IP, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> hopefully they run with that and they make it the game it needs to be. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I hope so. I was I was quite I was quite looking forward to it, but you know I you know I'd rather, I'd rather it be delayed and good than mm-hmm. you know rushed out and and not so good. Well, and how many it, IPs do they own, Deep Silver? Now they have uh, Metro, Saints Row, and and uh, Homefront pretty much, right? Oh no, they also have uh, the Dead the RPG, and the RPG um, Risen. Risen, yeah, they have that too. Um, just trying to think what else there is. They're, they're sort of slowly getting together a, a sort of a decent lineup. I mean, back in the day, they used to kind of be sort of a lot of low budget, uh-huh. isn't like licensed stuff. But this definitely seemed to be like one of the sort of new publishers that are emerging. Um, yeah, they could be the this... next Warner Brothers. Who knows? Possibly, possibly. 
be interesting. Right. Oh, they've got um. Oh, I already mentioned Dead Island, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Another news: Forza Horizon 2's next free DLC reveal. Didn't we talk? Uh, it is. Didn't we talk about that last week? I don't think so. GameSpot posted this on March 12th, so... Oh, okay. It's the Mazda MX-5 car pack. Uh, it's going to have... Oh, I thought you were talking about Fast and The Furious, Mazda MX-5 for 2016. Uh, oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Like, this is Forza Horizon 2. This is all about not... Well, I mean, the Fast and Furious things, Forza Horizon, but... That's a, yeah, it's a different story. They, okay. they never disappoint. They, they Forza Horizon's fucking amazing because they just keep giving people shit. Non-stop. If you don't own Forza Horizon, you're fucking insane. Uh, but the Mazda MX-5, the 2016 version, is making its first, I guess, video game debut? Digital debut? Uh, through Forza Horizon. Just to let people play around with the car. Uh, but it's also, you're getting it like a 1990 Mazda MX-5, the 2005, 2010. Kind of all the MX-5s. Just to play around with for free. Nice. Freeze. Pretty good. I like I like how they're supporting it. I mean, they had the the, the sort of premium content, free content as well. It's always nice. Mm-hmm. Well, I think they were put in a situation where they kind of had to with Forza after um, all the not with not with this no, game, but though. after all the crap went down with Forza Five when it first came no, out. No, but you still have to buy all the damn I know, cars. I know, but five. when that came out and then the microtransactions thing went down, even though I didn't think it was that bad, um, it got a lot of negative publicity. So I'm glad I'm glad Microsoft and Turn Ten have decided, hey, you know, let's use this to make sure everyone knows that we are friendly to people and we will give out free stuff and we will give you your value for your sixty dollars. And I, I assume that's going to keep on happening going forward to help. Well, not all cars help are the free. brand. I know, but a lot of stuff has been free. I mean, all the free tracks on Forza Five, Forza Horizon Two is getting a whole free DLC that would normally cost ten dollars for the, the, the Fast and the Furious. You know, so they're supporting their player base and without charging them a ridiculous amount of money. So I like that, and I think that's going to keep on happening going forward now. Yeah, especially with Forza, like Forza Six, I expect the tracks to be free again. Uh, but I think they're going to stick with the you're going to pay for cars. What is it, the car club, and you'll pay what an extra twenty bucks or whatever, and get all the car mm-hmm. collections. Like which that. is, I mean, it's even like for DLC, it's been above and beyond before anything. Like they've always done a really good job with DLC for Forza, uh, but. What were you going to say, Steve? Did you? Uh, I, was, I was just going to say that I, I do like how you know that obviously they they had the sort of uproar with the early four stuff, but they're giving all this this stuff away for free. And I think that's that's how you need to, to to treat user base, you know, particularly for things like things like that, like you know, certainly four free cars and the Fast and Furious thing. But it's certainly you know I, I do like how they're doing it, as well as offering paid stuff. Like I think every, everybody wins with this sort of policy. Every, I think everybody's happy. Like I was really happy. Uh, all the free tracks, fours or five, which you know you could argue that for various reasons they needed to do it, but they still did it, and they were they were good. I think I'm really looking forward to four fours or six this year. I think it's gonna. I think it's no, gonna but it's like like they gave all those tracks away for free, and then they come out and they have the very first laser scan Nurburgring ever. 
and they gave that for free. That would easily have been sold for like twenty bucks. And maybe and people like would have said, bought it. And maybe you could argue that they needed to yeah. do it. Well, even if they needed to do it, Microsoft's shown in the past that they won't anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> at least at least they are now. <laughs> But, it, you know, we talked earlier about, about them listening to what the fans want. And I think, you know, they listened to the fact that fans were unhappy about things and they fixed them, as I said, you know, so it's a, a speedy response. And, it, and it's great that they're doing it. Well, it's helping the brand's reputation a lot. All right. Evolve is getting two new free maps. First on uh, Xbox. Yeah, they come out on March 31st. And they'll come out on PC and PlayStation 4 on April 30th. They look good. So it's like a you get to we get to play them for a whole fucking month. Yeah, and one of them is like more of a, a mine, right? It's underground. Yeah. And the other one is in the same kind of setting, but above ground in like a city um, setup, and looks pretty cool. The environments look quite different from the uh, maps that are already in the game, so I think that helps a lot. And, and I think and it's, it's getting a balancing patch soon, too. So um, that should be a good game to revisit in the next week or two. Yeah, definitely. And hopefully they can... I, I don't think... I don't know if two new maps are going to really push the community for it. No, but they'll release like, more maps, you know, another couple months down yeah. the road, probably. They got to do something. I don't know what it is. Make it free to play. Something. It's got to go free to play. Well, they... No, but what do you do for all the people that already paid for it? They own it. Like... I'm saying they need to make it free-to-play where you play like one monster and maybe one character from each class. Yeah, but that's you're giving a third of the game away. Yeah. You sell the rest that's of it. That's a lot of the and game. And anyone who already yeah. bought it has everything unlocked already. Were they... they did, was it this week that they said that they were really pleased with how it how Yes. It Yes, so, NPD was five hundred thousand copies across consoles and and, PC, and was was that including PC? Probably, I guess. Like one percent of them were PC, yeah, I think. Yeah. So, but that's you know that that's just that's pretty good. Retail. So worldwide, you know, I, I would assume it sold pretty decently, and and they got that franchise for pretty cheap from the THQ fire sale. So, I think yeah, they're probably happy with it, and they said they were happy with it, so I believe them. All right. Well, uh, Battlefield Battlefield Hardline's deadly new vehicle is a nice, comfy couch. I don't know if y'all have seen it. Yeah, uh, I saw it. It's pretty goofy. They decide like it's like they're going full retard with this game, like just to make fans happy. Uh, and you can drive around in a couch and kill people. Well, with the, the and and when you die, it says America on it on the kill cam. Just cause. So it's not a glitch, people. It's literally them just being kind of wacky with it and having fun, which is nice. Did anybody play that on EA Access this week? We played, me and Vern, well, we played separately, but we both played it. Uh, we'll talk about it when we get to what you've been playing. Alright, Destiny's new update, or next update, might bring a bigger vault, raid fixes, and strike changes. Um, 
The next software update for Destiny version 1.1.2 may finally give longtime players something they've been asking oh, for, yeah, a vault bigger space, vault in, yeah. which, in which to store all their weapons, armor, and all the other stuff players acquire that isn't Gurgilla Horn. According to Bungie's latest week, weekly update, a large vault is just one of the many improvements planned for Destiny. Um, that 10-year plan is going to work out for them. It's going to work. Yeah, every six months they'll uh, make the vault bigger. That's their ten-year plan. Yeah. <laughs> Year ten is gonna be a fucking huge. It's be a huge ass vault. Yeah. <laughs> They're just gonna give you guns in year ten. Look at here. Here's the best gun in the game. Just have fun. <laughs> I mean, this is good news. I mean, like the vault is pretty damn small. And people. Year ten. You know what they're gonna do, Vern? Uh-huh. You're just gonna get the Halo One pistol. There you go. OP. OP yeah. yeah. That's a good idea. Because um, why the fuck not? I mean, people who play Destiny, all they do is play Destiny. Um, so this is pretty exciting news for them, obviously. <laughs> I mean, for us on the podcast, we're just we've been kind of over Destiny. Even even Michael's done with Destiny, so um, I guess that says a lot there. We're done did with Destiny. Get, did he get all <laughs> the achievements? I don't think so. I think so. No, I think he's missing one or two, right? I don't know. He's been 100%ing all his games yeah. lately, so. It wouldn't shock me if he has finished them all at this point. He's only putting over 1,000 hours in that game. No, it's ridiculous. But yeah. More vault space. Yay! Alright, let's talk about a game that's going truly multi-plat. Octodad is coming to Xbox One and Wii U. Yeah. That was... I, I was quite surprised. Actually. I played this game. I don't fucking get it. I think it's dumb. Uh, I know people love this game. Yeah, it's good. It's coming to Xbox One. I think they're adding like something small to the Xbox One version, which kind of goes they... along with that whole Parallel Clause stuff. They, well, they said they were looking into Kinect controls, but it wouldn't make any guarantees. No, but like a... That would actually be funny to have Kinect controls Like a skin with it. or something like that, you know? Yeah. Look at think uh, about this. You can barely control the octopus as is, and you're going to put a controller <laughs> that barely works as is together. Maybe it, it, it would be pretty funny to have connect. It's going to be like the best thing ever. Yeah. Like, and not to say the connect never works. It actually the new connect works really well. But it, wow, it'll be interesting to see if they do add connect controls. I thought, I mean, it's supposed to be out in the summer, so it's not that far away. I, I, I don't know how long a port of that sort of game takes, but... They're not porting it. It's another t- team no, that's porting are. it, right? They said, no, it's the Wii U version. That's oh, it's the Wii U version. Them. That's right. Yeah, that's right. They said it would take them too long, but they are doing right. this version in-house. Right. So, it's, I mean, it's it's, it's good, that it, good that it's coming over. It's good that, you know, they were able to, to get it over. I don't imagine they had too much problems with it. Microsoft have always sort of said that they want people to talk to them, and obviously, you know, I think we're seeing you know, this that is, now. This is, this is a great case of, hey, if you actually come and talk to us, we can talk to you, and then we can, you know, well, hammer out something that's good for everyone. Well, the the yeah. idea at Xbox schedule is getting pretty packed, it seems. So, I, I imagine that doesn't seem to be as much of an issue lately. The parity clause. Yeah. I mean, some of the games. It won't be not with them giving it out free like death kits. It seems like it's there just it's, just to get yeah. people to talk to them, honestly. Yeah. At this point, so 
Yeah, Octodad, cool. Yeah. There's another uh, multi-platform action. game. Yeah, action strategy game Air Mech Arena coming to PS4 and Xbox One this spring. Mm. Uh, from the one screenshot I've seen, it looks okay. Yeah, I was, was didn't it, I think it launched last year on 360. It was a, perhaps a bit of a strange decision just to do it on that, but it, it's good. It's moving over. More free-to-play games on the both platforms are, are great. Looks looks fun enough. If that's a if that's a big compliment, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean it, it's whatever. Like I'm not a big fan of those types of games, but okay, it looks cool. Hopefully it'll be good. But that's it for news, people. That's all. I'm what done. about Titanfall? What about Titanfall? Titanfall Two was announced. Well, what did do? Can we can we move on? It wasn't really and, a thing that they hadn't already. And seen it's before. multi-platform, guys. It's coming to PS4. <laughs> so this is all the same shit they've said before. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. And they didn't show anything about the game or announce anything about it. Just that, hey, it's coming officially now. So no, but we officially, whatever. officially, it. it, it. This, this was the dumbest uh, yeah. fucking gaff thread in every. Well, like, because it was, it was actually just... announced, that's why. But it, yeah, it's a stupid announcement, honestly. Like, no, this is this reminds me of the gaff thread I read today. Hey guys, this guy says there's going to be a PS4 exclusive for this winter. Actually, it's more like the four to six announcement. <laughs> it's like, oh, so you're telling me that Sony's going to announce something at E3? Yes, they are. I'm just yeah. like, oh, thank you, Mister Insider. I appreciate your inside knowledge that. Yeah. They're going to use but, E3 to talk about a fucking video game. Yeah. I mean, this so is Titanfall this is actually a, officially announced. Titanfall Two, multi-platform. That's it. Well, it's officially being worked on. Yeah. So there we was, know for sure. There was one other thing about Dead Rising this week was the the sort of straight to DVD movie. Oh yeah. A one week Xbox exclusive on Crackle, so which goofy. ironically is a Sony service. Yeah. But I just I just wondered, like, I mean, obviously, you know, it's, it's always sold pretty well. Do we think there's that sort of precluding, a, sorry, preceding a, a sequel announcement this year. Perhaps? Maybe, maybe I'd love to see a Dead Rising four. Love it. Or maybe a PS4 port of three or something. Possibly, but yeah, I don't know. Probably be in 900p and piss everyone off. <laughs> if only. <laughs> Or better yet, they'll just release it in 720p. <laughs> 792. Yeah, 792. Yeah. Well, no, I don't think they can do that resolution or something. Why not? Because they don't have that scaler where you can pick any funky resolution on PS4. Oh, they'd have yeah. to, they'd have to build that into the, into the software, you know? <laughs> on Xbox, you could put it in as some weird fucking resolution. Yeah, yeah it'll yeah, work. Don't worry. Pretty much. He can pick any crazy stupid resolution on an Xbox One and I'll just scale it. <laughs> we got your back. Metro was 910p or something. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Or 912, I don't remember. They should have upgraded to 911 just to fuck with people. Yeah. It's all conspiracy. Does that work? 99 times, yeah. Yeah, it does. I think it's 910. No, it'd be 909, wouldn't it? it was 16 yeah, by 9. So. Yeah. So it'd either be nine oh nine or nine eight or like nine eighteen or something. 
but just do it. Why the fuck not? Let yeah. it scale it. All right, that's it for news, people. Unless we got some other non-news to talk about. Well, we can talk about releases. Yeah, what's going on with releases? What's coming out? I've Steve, got... I heard you, you're up to date on this. I am, I am. So let's so I'll go through all the retail stuff at the moment. Uh, Battlefield Hardline out this week. Um, Bladestorm Nightmare. I think, I think it's called Bladestorm Nightmare. Uh, apologies if I got the name of that one wrong. What is Bladestorm? It's I think it's a bit like Dynasty Warriors. Oh, some of those Mosu or whatever they call them titles. Musu. M- Muso. Or... Yeah, Mus- yeah, Muso. Yeah, something like that. There is there is a demo on the store actually. An yeah, actual an actual demo, which is is a it's a bit of a Exceedingly rare. Um So yeah, so that's just, um Final Fantasy type is it type zero or type O? Type zero. Who fucking cares? Type zero. Right. HD. And, and who it, cares? And it's got the Final Fantasy 15 demo, which I'm not even going to try and pronounce nah. the subtitle I, of that. I can't believe it's sixty no, bucks. As a sixty dollars, fuck them. Fuck this it's whole a thing. It's a PSP port to HD, and they're yeah. going to charge sixty fucking dollars because they're including the the demo. That's ridiculous. I didn't even know it was going to be $60 until just a few days ago when I saw the pre-order price and I was just blown yep. away. I thought so this was going to be that, a $30 game. It's, it's £55 on the Xbox Store as well. Like That, that English tax is... Uh, that's, that's big. That's terrible. Um, well, all they're going to do is just bend you over and fuck you, so get used to it. And then, so please don't buy this game, people. Don't buy it. Don't support. No, no, don't, don't at all. I I know there's a demo in it, and don't get me wrong. It's not. This is not like when what what which Halo game came with Crackdown three three three. Like at least Crackdown was a new IP and it ended up really being fucking awesome. This is a PSP game that's uh, anyway, and they want sixty dollars for a fucking up-res port. They can go fuck themselves. Yeah. And this practice should not be supported at all. Period. Not whatsoever. It's, it's awful. I'm surprised more shit hasn't been made about this. Like, remember Metal Gear uh, Ground Zeroes? Like, everyone freaked out about that. And this is worse. I think. Um, no, it is. I think Final Fantasy fans are used to, to being bent over. Yeah. So. They just like it. It's part of the experience of the grind. Yeah. I was I was looking at the um the store on the Xbox store for this and I was trying to work out what was a picture of the demo and what was a picture of the PSP game. And now it's pretty obvious to me which one is which. Yeah, 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 yeah. So No. Um there's uh, Resident Evil Revelations episode four. Uh-huh. Borderland Tales from the Borderlands episode two. Um Fruit Ninja Connect 2 is out this week as well on the Indie Gotta game. check out that live trailer. Yep. Live fruit destroying <laughs> action. It is, it is quite funny, actually. Yeah. Um, and then there's also another indie game called Ziggurat. What's that? Which is... Um, it's difficult. It's like a first-person rogue-like, if that's a thing. Yeah. And there's like walking carrots that you can destroy 
Oh. It's yeah. It's, it's I think it's like a. I think it's basically a dungeon game. FPS, so no one's gonna then... buy it. Uh, I, I don't know. No. I, think it's like, <laughs> I, I don't think they've officially confirmed what price it is. If it's like fifteen dollars, yeah. it might do okay. But it's like procedurally generated. Um, I don't know. It looks. It looks a bit strange. So. Yeah. Well, that's said. That's it for releases, or yep. No, that's that. That seems to be it. It's, it's a reasonable week. More more boxed games. That's cool. It's a decent we need, week, though. We need some time. Yeah. I must admit, it's the, the first time in a long time where I think I might just make it through the week without buying anything. That's cool. I'm glad your addiction is kind of, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I know uh, Nintendad is upset. <laughs> yeah, we can't buy anything. Yeah. yeah. There's only there's only seven games out this week. What will he do? <laughs> How will he spend uh, his money? <laughs> I well, I, I guess there's other stores he can buy shit from, yeah. but... Uh, uh, Alright Where are we Let's talk about what you've been playing Let's talk about what everybody's been playing Let's talk about Battlefield Hardline Everyone Because I know that's Yeah everybody Everybody has EA access that is Because you know what It's We got a free trial awesome. That's right uh, So you got the first two missions of the story you could play And then you got it's the prologue and the first ten. mission Right Yeah, yeah. That's correct and then, I mean, a 10-hour time limit for multiplayer. And high-quality 720p. Yes. Don't buy this game. Uh, we've said it before, said it again. Still say it now. This is a Don't fucking cash-in. This is as much of a cash-in as I've ever seen. You know? I like the couch. The floating couch is funny. Uh, it's not worth the price of admission. Um, Should have been DLC. This is DLC. Because they didn't make serious like engine optimization. And this at is all. DLC that has its own DLC. This yep, is fucking it's got like, premium for it coming out. This is retarded. I'm sorry. I do like the presentation of the single player though. It's cool. No, it's good. It's cool. Like, like it's I'll solid. play through it. I'll play through the single player mode when it's free on EA Access. I think. That's yep. it. That's all I'll do. Sounds like a good idea. I did. I finally deleted Forza 5 off my hard drive, which is one of only two games to last since launch. So I still have this, this 45 gigabyte game, and then I haven't haven't touched it. When you have a 5 terabyte hard drive, you just leave everything on it. Yeah, you just don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> yeah, but I like, to, I like to clean out the fridge. It's like it's own sort of meta game of, of sliding everything in and fitting everything on Look, there. Look, baby, ba- games don't go bad. <laughs> it, it just... You just stay there. You sit there, and they look pretty. I delete old. I love flipping games. through. I do that. Yeah, I did. I deleted Madden Twenty Five, mm-hmm. but that was an EA Access game anyway. But I'll it, probably delete it. Forza Five when Forza Six comes out. Probably. Jason's hard drive, that little bitch, will be there till the end of time. But yeah, I probably do that. It's not like there's a story that you're going to give a shit about or something. So Battlefield, what you think, Dustin? It's just like the beta. Yeah. 
I mean, we talked about the beta. I'll, I'll talk about it again. Um, it's Battlefield. I like certain parts of it. I like the new UI changes. Um, I like the stealth and the single player. It's kind yeah. of fun. How you, and you don't even have to shoot everyone. You can just like put your badge up and then take them down. It's kind of fun. You know, you don't have to be all Ferguson. You know what they should have done, honestly? <laughs> they should have just named this game something different other than Battlefield. Like, just completely... Just get rid of the Battlefield name. Let's call it Hardline. Call it Hardline. Get rid of the multiplayer of what it was. Like, change it up drastically into something different. And, it, and that would have been a $60 game. But because it has the stigma of Battlefield... It has the stench. Well, that and 4. it's just an entirely unoptimized engine in this game. I mean, this is, yeah. a, it, this is a game coming out well after launch. Like, over a year after launch. And running at yeah. 720p, that's just not good. That's bad. It's acceptable. Yeah, and, and, and it's 900p on PS4. You know, when it should be higher on PS4 as well, probably. So, um, yeah, it just feels like they focused on content and didn't do the rest of the stuff you need to do with the game, um, which yeah. is a bummer. So well, they, they announced on stage at E3 last year that it would be 1080p on PS4. On both consoles, later on in a tweet, they said they were shooting for 1080p. So Yeah. You'd think that by now the they developers they just they, lied. Well, I think they probably hoped they would get that, but at this point they didn't they even try. Just... It seems like though. Well, they they need like people need to stop talking about things like resolutions. I mean, Assassin's Creed Unity, they were like we're hoping for 1080 60, and then you know they released sort of no. no but if it was 1080 and the other and the Xbox was 900, it it, it would just be like okay, it's an upgrade. But this is a game that. No, it's not even the upgrade. If it was just that was for the rest of the games this generation, it, it would be like okay, whatever. We, but Battlefield's not doing anything. Like it, it, it literally just went okay. This is the last game we did, and we're not going to do any work on it at all, except for change the UI, add some, and it a, looks a way worse. better story. It, and, it looks worse to me, and yeah. it's actually using the Connect GPU reserve. So. I don't know what they're using it on. Yeah. Don't buy it. Don't do it. I, I look forward to it being on EA Access in July. Exactly. Because the, the yeah, single player mode you. was actually kind of fun. The story seems like it's going to be fun. The humor's fun. So, um, yeah, it'll be a good EA Access game. That's it. So what else have we played? Uh, let's see. What else is on the list of what everybody's played? Uh, Ori in the Blind Every Forest. Game Game of the Years. Well, I was going to leave that to so the much. end, seeing as we uh, <laughs> that's probably a long discussion. Well, we can talk about um, it now. You talk about GTA Heist. Well, you kind of did. I haven't really tried them, and just you and Maria. I said they were awesome, and that's it. Yeah, I didn't really talk about. Well, them. Well, tell us about them. <laughs> So GTA Heist do, does an awesome job at taking the single player of GTA and bringing it into the online. Um, especially with, like, some people get annoyed by it, but it's, 
I really appreciate when I'm driving. Like, it's not just like, okay, go over here and rob this bank. It's, they have all this dialogue going on while you're driving, while the guy's talking to you over the phone saying, oh, this is your mission. And he's throwing jokes at you. And he's, you know, it's the whole GTA universe. You feel like Lester is with you and you're still playing single player, except that you have four friends together, like robbing a bank and deciding how you're going to do it. And, which cars to choose, you know, like, okay, the two of you are going to go and do this part of the mission while we go and do this. Um, it's interesting how they were able to make every role uh, fun and not just like, okay, this is really boring. I'm sitting in a car waiting for the cops to show up while everybody else is in the bank robbing it. Uh, they do that by having like, okay, so as the getaway driver, you're going to need to make a distraction in the game. And you're going to be, like, holding people up or firing your gun, trying to distract the cops so they think the issue's going over here. But we've cut the alarm over here and we're, you know, taking as much money as we can and putting it in our pockets. Uh, but it, it's really interesting. I haven't, I've only gone through the first heist. Uh, and I'm not talking about the training heist. I've gone through a whole heist. Uh, and it's nice to be able to, like, decide how much you know money your friends get like just be like okay you know Vern, you're level one you're gonna make like 10 percent you're not getting you suck heist. you're garbage <laughs> in this game maria's getting like 15 because you know she her character scares me uh, <laughs> and of course because i'm the the leader of this heist and as the leader, you gotta like. I have to actually for us to do a heist. I have to cough, cough up forty thousand dollars to even start the heist because I have to pay the upfront cost for it. Uh, but then I get like a huge payout at the end. I'm getting around, let's say, about two hundred eighty thousand dollars at the end of the first heist, while you'll be making eighty thousand dollars at the end of the first heist. Uh -huh. But they do it really well, and it it really shows the strengths of Rockstar and what happens when you really put a lot of time into something. Um, I really wish this would have been at launch, but it, I think this is going to give people a second wind at GTA. They kind of got burned out. Um, and it's, I can't wait to play more of it, but it's, it's really hard to get an online session going. Cause it's like, everybody's trying to host a heist cause everybody wants the big rewards and nobody just wants to play. So that's the only downfall with it right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, other than that, shit, I have like a million games on my list that I didn't play because I was taking pictures on Xbox of all the different uh, four-player games you can play. Because mm -hmm. I, I was kind of, I was really interested in what really supports four players other than like sports games. Because uh, I was going to actually make a, a thread on Gaff about it. Uh, about people's favorite four-player games because they're they're honestly dying off. We you don't see many of them anymore. Four? You mean four-player on the same screen? On the same so screen, couch, same so couch, like couch co-op. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because you know they're dying. Um, well, yeah, everyone's playing online. Like you got Diablo three still works, Halo works, Minecraft, Guacamelee, Chariot. Or no, Chariot doesn't. It's only two players. Rayman, uh, Rayman, Dead or Alive five, Geometry Wars. Even though I have my Ugh. problems with it, it does support four-player. Uh, 
Where I was shocked, Halo Spartan Assault does not support any co-op at all. It's all online, so fuck them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Riptide, of course. Uh, Tetris works. Worms. And I think that's it. It's like that I could. That There's works a bunch of two-player ones too. Yeah. Did you say iDarb? I don't think it did, but mm. iDarb does support four player. Uh, Riptide yeah. GP is yeah, is it six or eight. I said Riptide. Oh, yeah. sorry. I wasn't sure if Lego did or not. Like, cause mm, I don't I, know. I, I know it's two. gotten far enough into it. I know it's two, but I wasn't sure if you could do four. Uh, but I was so, like, Diablo with four people on the same screen is fun. Like, I was able to get that going for a minute. But power leveling people up on the same screen is awesome. <laughs> but, uh,. Yeah, that. Other than that, I really haven't played much. Uh, I've played a little bit more Scream Ride. That's fun. Um, I think. I think it's safe to say to wait for it to get discounted a little bit. I don't know how long it's going to be, but it's worth picking up eventually. It's a lot of fun. I've played. Have y'all played anything other than Ori? I've played a, that? a lot of Scream Ride this week. Actually, I've is a hundred percented the screen rider and demolition mode on the first series um like one of the challenges was like you had to destroy a boat and that was just very difficult but but i just i i really like screen rider mode like i just just find it fun it's like it's it's a different it's a different change of pace to a lot of games like it's so slow and i can sort of sit there and then i can play it and then i can that's why maria likes it. it too it's something it's she just, can just play when nothing else is something she wants to play. <laughs> yeah. So I I wasn't I've only actually done the first level of um uh, of the the building one and I think I I sort of passed it sort of by almost by accident. I was just doing this sort of stupid sort of making them go high up in the air and down and it actually worked. But I I didn't really enjoy that so much like I, I don't think I'll probably put too much effort into that, but like I really I really just enjoyed going around the tracks and doing everything and it's just it's just kind of silly uh, i mean it it i think it's, it's done particularly well but I, I really liked it with my three copies so what are you doing with all your copies i need to i need to send two of them back but i haven't done it yet so i think it i think it, it will make a good sort of games with gold thing yeah. Like it's sort of a, it's a sort of a typical, a typical sort of frontier game. Like it's it's nice, it's pleasant, it's it's fun. It's you know it's it's not, it's not serious at all, but it, I like it. It's it's good. Then there's Elite Dangerous, which is nothing like Frontier, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, I did notice that even like Frontier, like no, like their website doesn't mention Screen Ride. Like none of their Twitter accounts mentioned it came out. <laughs> just like, oh yeah, that came out. It's, yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit weird, really. <laughs> I think the best way to describe Scream Ride is, is it's just, it, it is what it is. But, it, but it's so fun. I think is, I think it is, uh, it's, it's a nice game. No, but it's yeah. never more than that. It, it's, exactly, but it's, it's fun nice at what it is. It's, yeah, it's a nice game. Yeah. Like Zoo Tycoon was, honestly. Yeah. I the, the problem I have with Zoo Tycoon, I mean, I I love the like the PC ones 
exactly. So it was so that was more of a letdown to you, probably. It it was, but the problem I had was was that they they put the I mean I assume maybe it was a technical thing, but they they put the limit in with how many things you could put in in each level. But it just seemed it was just so low. And probably a three sixty thing. Well, think well they 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 cut a load of content on 360 anyway, so I don't think they were too bothered about that. Like it had much less animals, it didn't have co-op, there was no online. Mm-hmm. Um, so they obviously, so I don't think they were too bothered about the 360 version. But maybe it was a budget thing. But you know, it's, it's fun enough. So anything else besides? Have you been playing anything else? Not on. Oh, I played LA Cops very briefly. It. Uh, so oh, you the, bought it? I did. Why? Um, it got terrible reviews. Well, I'd I'd seen a couple of guys on Gaff talk about it, and they said it was quite good. And I'd watched a stream, and it, you know, it it seemed okay. Um, it looks like a poor man's um, Hotline Miami. I I did I did not like Hotline Miami. What I played on. PS4, but it's I, so I've only played the first couple of levels. It just if if nothing else, it just seemed a bit, just seemed a bit hard. That was it. Like apart from that, it seemed fine. Like I think your your characters sort of upgrade and it makes things easier. And I was you know I I'm very early on in, but you know, it seemed okay. I wasn't wasn't too bothered. I I thought it seemed fun. Uh huh. Well, that's that. good. Um. I mean, the only other two things I played apart from Mario, obviously, which we'll talk about in a minute, was Mad Games Tycoon, which I talked about last week. Like, I've, it's such a ridiculously simple game on PC. Like, once you once you crack hard mode, it's just so easy. Uh huh. So that, um, and you just basically, as long as you keep your engine modern, and then you just make a game that's in like a popular genre and topic, like you just sell ridiculously, and after like two years, you've just got like tons of money. Mm-hmm. So that was that was a bit of a letdown once I finally cracked it, and then I also played Killzone Shadowfall. Which uh, I'm sorry. Which I, Tell us about it. it. I mean, I've first, I've gone on record here absolutely despising the game. So the first two thirds, like it's just unremarkable. Just unremarkable. Like there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, it's a launch game. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a launch game. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, you you get that. That classic example of the 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 final is just it's just shit. It's really bad. Like the last third of that like, game is some of the worst game ever. It's like you do the, all the the stupid things where on like the the space level, and then you have to move the cargo or something, and then you shoot the little robots. That's it's just not fun. And then you like do the level where you land on is it Vecton or whatever it's called, mm-hmm. and then you have to like fly through everything, and it it's just stupid. And then you have to fight all those big robots, and there's there's no story development. And then at the all. stealth level at the end is just a, an abomination. Took me like an hour to do that level. It was so bad. It had no logic to it. Like, what makes these guys go off? How are you supposed to get from point A to point B? Like, oh, terrible. Yeah, it's and terrible. it's like even even when like you get to a point where there should be something in the story. Like, can I can I spoil it? It's it's been out eighteen months. I'm going to spoil it. So. Like when when the the Lucas Kellum gets shot by Sinclair at the end, like Killed, he just yeah. shoots him, and then the controller vibrates to let you know he's still alive, and that's it. Like there's nothing about 
anything else. And then you do the final level, and then you shoot Sinclair, that's and that's it. it. Yeah, and then There's it nothing. even does the most cliche music choice at the end of the game. It's uh, Dalib's um, uh, opera, Lachme, and it's mm. the flower duet, which is played on every single fucking commercial in the world. It's just like when when that when that music played, I just groaned. I, it was an audible groan. Like, really? Are you saying that you're trying to be classy by picking opera, but then picking the most obvious opera selection you can possibly do? Um, uh, just that did, noise did you too. sit through the credits? I always like to watch the credits. I feel like you know I finished a game and you know that's why yeah I, I watched them. to watch credits. They are so fucking long. Yeah, they're long. It's like a Ubisoft like is, game, and it just moves like. But the thing about Ubisoft game is that it's so long because so many bloody people worked on yeah. it. Yeah, like it moves at least moves at decent pace. This was like a cruel. Yeah, but they oh, wanted you to hear that whole duet, man. Got to hear the classy opera. But yeah, you were you were right. I was wrong. Just, <laughs> just so I was like, oh, you you didn't get to the bad part yet. Like when you were about chapter six, I was like, you know, that was the moment in the game where I'm thinking, you know, this game might actually turn out to be kind of okay. You know, it was picking up. The story was getting a little more interesting. The gameplay was getting a little more interesting, and then it just went to absolute fucking shit. No, what happened is that they were like, well, the PS4 is coming out. We need a game, so you need to ship this bitch. And they were like, okay, just send it out. It kind of felt like that, yeah. I I don't know if it's a fair comparison, but the order felt somewhat similar. Like mm-hmm. with the way that the chapters are in the second half, it's just like it's just like oh shit, we've run out of time. The order is a better single player game though. Oh, it, it def- definitely it's is. It's a far is. better single player game. The, but the order doesn't have any multiplayer, and apparently the multiplayer in Killzone is pretty good. I haven't tried it enough to say so, but there's just not anyone playing it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to either. <laughs> yeah, what? Why? What's the point? You know. Exactly. I may pick, yeah, up, so I may pick up Hell Divers. Just play it with some people. Yeah, I've I've got it, and one of my other friends was like, "We'll play it," and and he hasn't played it. So I don't. I might I might just play it in single player later. Yeah. See what it's like. Yeah. But yeah, apart from apart from Ori, that's that's about it. It's, it's playing a few games and and not getting through them. I struggled a lot to get through Killzone. I was like, I must get did it done. You, uh, did you turn on the 30 frames per second lock, or did you just do the open frame rate, unlock frame rate? On Killzone? Yeah. I did not know you could lock it, so I just Yeah, you can it lock it at 30, but it doesn't have, like, all the... I don't know, it doesn't look right. A lot of those games, I find, if you lock them at 30, and they originally decided to go with an unlocked frame rate, they don't seem to work right at 30, because the motion blur isn't set to go along with that frame rate that makes any sense yeah like when you play um the last of us remastered and and you go from 60 to 30 obviously that's a big change anyway but there's no motion blur so it just looks it looks weird you know the way the frame rate looks so yeah i would keep that Mm. stuff unlocked on all those games infamous you can do the same thing did not i i've finished these games i'm not gonna go back to them now I'll, I did know that about The Last of Us, though. So when I when I do get around to playing that, I'll yeah, don't I'll don't, seek. don't lock it at thirty. I mean, the graphics do look slightly better, like the shadows look better, but the mm. motion blur is turned off completely or something, so it looks it looks kind of janky, you know. Oh, fair enough. All right. I think it's time to talk about Ori in the Blind Forest. Well, I did play a little Watch Dogs. Not much, though. Okay. 
I mean, I guess I yeah, I played almost all day Sunday, like that. I had time free to play, so but I was only I was mostly just like unlocking things. I didn't do much uh, main story stuff, which I need to finally get to. I think I'm gonna do that a little later today or tomorrow. But yeah, that's it. Besides Ori. All right. Well, <clears throat> Ori's a piece of shit game. Nobody should buy it. Yeah, we can't talk about it anymore. Okay. Podcast yeah, over. Awful. Night. Later. Yep. Bomb Peace. of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Not! Uh, or is fucking amazing. And it's a very simple story. It's, but it's told so effectively. It, it's told... Well, I mean, it's simple, so... If you can't tell a simple to- story effectively, I mean... No, it's done you, well. The really characters fucked. are really likable, even with the simplicity. How... Look, all I'm saying is the guys to make the order... This game is about a million times better, and it's only twenty. Well, bucks. it's like the opposite of the order. It's like it's not sixty dollars; it's, it's twenty dollars. It's not you know five and a half, six, six and a half hours. It's like ten to twelve hours. You know, um, it's the right way to it, do a game that has no multiplayer. It's not a movie; it's a game. You know, it's like it, it's essentially the opposite of the order. And it, the thing is, it, it does. It, I, I don't know if this is quite the the right the right way to use, but you know the, this the not cinematic, but like the story stuff is all there. It is. It's just it's just supplemented with with great gameplay and a great game. All right, we're back after. TeamSpeak crashed on us, people. We were not able to continue our conversation on Ori in the Blind Forest. But we've come back with a vengeance through Skype to re-record the end of the show. Thank you for coming back, Vern and Steve. We appreciate that. We're going to rock this shit. It's like yeah. Ori's getting its like own special edition section. Podcast. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's well, cool. it would have been fucked up after like going, Ori's at the end, Ori's at the end. It crashes. Well, we ain't talking about Ori. Like, it's just, no. And more on Ori next week. Yep. But, no, the show must go on. Uh, where were we with Ori? Uh, Steve was talking we were, about something. We were joking the order. Uh, and then Steve brought up the gamey aspect of it? or something? Yeah, like how... Like there's there's obviously a, a story there, and the, the story isn't sort of an integral part of why it's so good, but it's it's also a great, in my opinion, it's a great game to play. Like it's not it's not just one or just the other. Like all of it is just it's just great. Great. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about the music. <laughs> Holy shit! It's so it's good. It's so good. What's his name? Uh, Gareth Coker, right? Gareth Coker, I think C O K E R. I think that's how you pronounce it. It's really good, man. I was I was pretty stunned. I mean, I, I like the music from the little part at E3 and the and the little music trailer they did in um like a as a promotion for the game. But that's a good score, man. Like I I'd say it's the best music so far released this year, even though it's been a short year. It's right up there with uh, what um Jason Graves did with. The Order, 1886. Mm. I mean, in a lot of ways, I think it's better. Um, I mean, there's only pro- probably two themes within the entire score. 
And then it's just all variations on those two themes throughout the entire soundtrack. But he did. It does a perfect job building yeah, tension, though. Yeah. Well, there there was one section where he didn't use the themes, and all he did was use a whole tone scale in the in the, I think it was in the Misty Woods, which made complete uh-huh. sense, and it, it it was great. You know, it had an almost like I don't know French feeling to it, like classic French music. Um, but uh. It's very uh, inspired by, I would say, I would say Japanese movies. Um, like if you're familiar with the Studio Ghibli films from, uh, especially from uh, Miyazaki, it's very close to the stuff that Joe Hisashi wrote in those movies, and it has a lot of similarities to what you would hear, say, from the old Final Fantasy games. Um, from uh, uh, what's his name um, Nobuo uh, Uematsu. So, if you're into that style of music, it's right up your alley. I, I would suggest uh, checking it, checking out the the soundtrack for, even if you're not going to play the game, listen to the music. It's fucking awesome. But um, he just he did a really good job at um, making it work with what was going on screen. Uh, the the way all the transitions are timed it's really good uh because i mean uh, there's sections where you know it depends on how fast you complete it how it'll transition into the next part of the music and those transitions don't feel jarring at all um i, f- I find i find the sound designs good too even uh, I, but yeah overall i re- shit i'm really blown away by the music in this game because it never it never has the issue like destiny where the music is like if this the music outdoes the, what's going on screen. Like, they perfectly fit one another. Exactly, but at the same time, it stands on its own. No, it de- no, it definitely does. But, you, like, in Destiny, you would get points where the music would be this amazing score. And it's like, and we're just going to keep shooting this dude in the head over and over and over. Like, yeah. this... Like, that happened in Destiny. Be- yeah. In, and that's one thing that game does fucking absolutely wonderful the score to destiny's great yeah but it's just it's not well implemented like this is like a perfect implementation yeah, of what's going on it's perfect and, and and especially in all the cut scenes those are scored incredibly well um but but the presentation across the board in the game it's not just the music the artwork's beautiful um and the graphics are what they need to be for the game you know they're not doing anything super impressive but the the world just looks so active like every every layer of of you know parallax in the game has something active on it like you know all the rocks are like have like some kind of weird like moving reflection on it or um mm-hmm. you, you kind of see like activity throughout every single piece of artwork in the game and i love that about it it makes it look stunning yeah like everything just feels like so meticulously put together. Oh yeah! Like I mean, it, it, it's 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 obviously taken a while, but you can see. Well, nothing's procedurally that... generated. Like exactly. everything is created for the game. Yeah. So, but it's like, but you can see that 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 sort of attention to detail and that crafting has really sort of shown through and just makes it like that. That attention to detail is why it's so good because it puts so much time and, and effort into getting everything perfect and and right. And I think it. You know, I think I think the player can can sort of appreciate that, and it comes across like that to everyone. Mm-hmm. 
absolutely. And then from a gameplay perspective, I mean, it is a Metroidvania. So in that sense, it's not doing anything new. It's the same game design we've seen starting with Metroid into the Castlevania games uh, in, in games like Guacamelee, you know. Um, that, that, that's been done before. But what makes this game special is obviously the presentation, which we t- talked about. But I love the attention to detail to the actual tight, focused gameplay as far as the platforming is concerned. It's, it's great. Um, the animations don't ever get in the way of the movement, but they also look amazing. Um, the Obviously, like some people will say, oh, well, when you shoot things, all you do is jam X. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I get that. You're not aiming at things. It's more about the platforming elements, though. That's what it's supposed to be. And using your abilities along with, you know, your basic attack. So, um, and all the abilities you unlock, I don't want to spoil them, um, but there's one in particular called Bash. I won't explain what it is, but when you get it, it just completely flips the game upside down. It's like, okay, this is what the gameplay is. This is what it's centered around. This is what makes it amazing. And then going forward on from that point, I just I had an absolute blast with the game. I mean, I liked it before then, but once that happened, I was like, oh yeah, this is my game. <laughs> how how far in do you get Bash? You get it right before the first chase sequence, which is at the end of the first dungeon. Oh, okay, I so I'm it's about a th- about a third through the game. Okay, I'm literally thirty one percent through that three hours. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's a well. Great it depends mechanic. on how you play it. Like, I think I I may it took have me, it. I'm not sure. It took me like five. Like, it took me a long time to get to the first dungeon, but I I was exploring every square inch of everything. Like in like getting, I was even telling Vern when I was playing, I was getting like all the unlocks because I was I wasn't really grinding, but I was fighting enemies. Like anytime I came across them, all the time and making sure I got a ton of uh, experience. Well, it's also good and, to explore to know where to come back when you get the abilities yeah. to come back, you know? And when I got new abilities, I would go back to every location and check, okay, can I get up here now? Can I do this? Can I push this? And I did everything multiple times. I know that game at this point, like the back of my hand. I really like the save system, too. It's it's essentially a save anywhere type system. You can't save when there's enemies shooting you on the screen, but as long as there isn't, all you do is you hold B, and it'll save it in the spot you have. But it'll use a a part a portion of your of your energy, which is also used for some of your special abilities. So, one thing they could fix with the save system though is if they could have it so it in case the game i don't know glitches yeah in your save they yeah. could make it so that you spawn you choose not there but like the one before it like i understand not saving I every agree. save i agree but just like yeah. the the last last two yeah Let's just it, do the last two that way if there's an issue you can push back and you're fine yeah it needs a fail safe system because right now it is a little glitchy uh there is one particular bug that happened to maria when she finished the first dungeon she can't jump out of water, and because of the way the save system's set up, her save is just, it's kind of useless right now. Uh, yeah. She'd have to restart it completely. Um, apparently that is supposed to be fixed 
very soon. That's one of the first things they're fixing. But there's other glitches in the game, like where you fall through geometry. So let's say you fall through geometry and then you save. Well, then you're save. Then you're screwed. So I mean, if you are going to play this game before the patch comes out, what I would recommend doing is whenever you finish a really important part of the game, um, leave the game <laughs> before you start an important yeah. part of the game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> leave the, leave the game. And then copy your save file to one of the other two slots. You get three. You get three save slots. And at the main menu in the beginning, you can actually save. You can actually copy saves. So, um, yeah. I would suggest doing that just so you have a backup. Um, in Maria's case, it didn't even matter because it happened right after it saved. So, <laughs> automatically. So it saved automatically, and that was it. You know. No, but before you go into any dungeon, and you'll know when you're going in, just go ahead, exit the game copy it and yeah. then go into the dungeon but anyway like back to the save system i think it's awesome because it makes you f it makes you feel like <laughs> like you're uh like you're not it, it eliminates frustration let's put it that way um because no but it, it, it it's not just that it it adds complexity because it can be there's there's risk should in reward i should i yeah. go like because i ended up all right so before the first dungeon like it was like i can open this door and then I got like 20 enemies, but I only have one fucking energy crystal. Should I save or not? Or I can't open this if I save, but I really need to save. So I need to go and save here and then go back and grind and get some energy. Right. It gives and it. And then come way back. It gives here. it that risk and reward system, yeah. you know? Um, which I like. But what I liked about the save system is I never felt frustrated in that, oh my god, I have to go so far back to do what I just did. You know, so it makes me a little more adventurous as far as like, oh, I'm going to try to get up to that and see if this works. So it makes it to where dying just becomes a part of the game and it's not frustrating, which I really like about it. Yeah. Now, there's one issue I do have with the game, and that's the leaderboards on Xbox. It has a leader. The leaderboard is specifically for most respawns. And Vern, me and you are like at the very back of this list. We're like dead last because we have the most respawns, while the number one person on the list only has one respawn because he's played 20 minutes. And I was kind of like, uh... That's kind of funny. Isn't, <laughs> isn't there a better way to, like, count this? Or <laughs> You literally have a list of who has not played the game. Yeah, I've been most. very adventurous with death in this game. Yeah. No, definitely. We're both honestly about the same amount of time in, or roughly. Yeah. And you have over doubled the deaths I do. Oh, it gets a lot harder. That's why. No, I'm at hard parts. I yeah. know. Yeah. Like, but you have a lot more deaths than yeah, I do. Yeah. No, no. Trust. But me. I also you, you haven't done the hard parts. Grinded. That's why. <laughs> Just wait. You will get tons of deaths in the in the next two dungeons. <laughs> I um, think one thing why I sort of stopped playing it was because I was concerned that I would get a save crippled. I didn't realize you could actually copy a save over. So once we finish yeah. this, I'm going to copy the save over and then I'm going to go back and play it. Like, well, the first dungeon's the one you really got to be worried about, and then after that, it's kind of yeah. I think I've I think I've luck of the draw. I'm in the process of going up a tree. If that's too much of a spoiler. Yeah. Um. I mean, I'm in a that's forest. Where the, that's where the big glitch happens, right after that. Oh, okay, but I'm in a I'm in a big forest, so I assume that people will be aware at some point. Do the tree related um, activities. The 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 difficulty ramp though, um, it starts right at where you are now, Steve. But the it it jumps up again in the next dungeon, and then it jumps up again in the next one. I mean, it's they're not they're not shy about making this game hard. 
I I completed N plus on XBLA. I'm hoping that, that will, you know, the, the perseverance that I showed it, there will will keep me th keep it going. It's entirely doable. I mean, if you can finish the first dungeon in the game and the first escape sequence, you can certainly do the rest of the game. It just gets a lot harder, but you can do it. You know. Yeah. Um, but no, the first escape sequence is a pain in the ass compared to the rest of them. All right. I think the third one's harder. Uh, I don't know, but that's not a topic for today. <laughs> You'll see. It's it's the third one uses all your abilities. That's why the first one's very yeah. focused on bash. But no, it's just. Yeah, I mean, as you guys said, like, I do like the save system. I mean, you do get the the little portals that you you can save in occasionally. Um, I didn't find I was using them too much, um, but I, I do like that it it just gives you a choice. You, you can do what you want. You know, if you want to save, save. If you don't, and it also like we get to sort of more challenging bits. Like, um, like there was one bit where I'd saved, and then as soon as you go back in, it then did like a, a little sort of cutscene thing where it went and looked at something and then came back. It's like I like to sort of skip that, so I, I, I did just go and go and save again because I knew I was just going to keep dying. Um, but it's also like, did you guys get like the first time you hadn't saved and then you died, and then it was like, oh man, I just lost. Like not not too long. Like oh, it happened know, a couple of times to me. Yeah. Mm. Before you. No, to like, I was telling Vern when we were uh, the other day. Like this game is the, has the perfect ability to make you blame yourself the whole time. Like it, it, every time you fuck up, it's usually like I should have done this or I should have done that. I know better, and it really can drive that home with how it's set up. Yeah, it's just, when that's I, what I like about it. Because when when I played it at an Xbox preview event, like the the developer who was who was talking to me, he was like, um, he told me right at the beginning about the fact that I will die and then have to go all the way back, and it was like right at the beginning of the game. And, it's like, and then I just ignored him, and then sort of ten minutes later, I died and had to go all the way back. <laughs> and that, and that, and that was what they were aiming for: was for you to sort of learn that you, did, <laughs> yeah, that, you exactly. that you need to be aware of it. So, absolutely. But I just, but, uh, I, I can't I, be happier with this game though. It's so good. Yeah, I, I just like, like looking around and doing things. And then sort of you you know you you look at look at the map and you see oh my god there's somewhere that I haven't been yet let's let's go there there's some things I, d I don't know if I'm I'm actually doing it right where I look at them and then I go there and think oh I can't do this yet maybe if I go and get like another power or something and then come back I'll, I'll do it and that, that happens a few times I don't know whether or not I'm going to end up missing something by accident if I keep doing that but um, it's it's just it's just so fun like there is a a, a great game there and that's and that's sort of all I wanted well it just the attention to detail and the quality of the platforming and the polish besides like some a few like frame rate glitches and and uh and some of the game breaking bugs it, it feels like classic Nintendo quality mm -hmm. it really does and I think that's that's the most impressive thing you can say about the game. I think they I think the development team would be really happy to hear that too, because it feels like that's what they were shooting for. Yeah, I saw one of them when it sort of first came out. People were playing it, and he said that he was sort of teary eyed, like reading everyone say how like amazing it was. 
But... And what's also impressive is the this development team doesn't have a real studio. They're called mm. Moon Studios, but aren't they like they're worldwide apparently? Yeah. So the the setup is they they all work from home. Like obviously apart from the sort of group at Microsoft that sort of helped develop it and stuff. Um. So you know what they would do is they would have somebody would do all their work and then they'd go to bed and then someone else would be waking up, and then you know they'd have sort of messages and notes about things and then they would you know they would do their bit and obviously repeat that cycle for sort of four years um but yeah it's, it's a quite an interesting sort of studio setup it's not one that you'd necessarily think would work too well like even if they were just like in the same country or something but they're not like people are literally working during their day and then they're asleep when someone else is working and it's just it's just interesting that they've managed to get it to work and create like something so good yeah, Microsoft's got to sign them for something else soon before they're <laughs> before they're gone and working on something better, you know? Like <laughs> Yeah. Hopefully they did. And it it looks like the game's uh, selling well. It's pretty high on the Microsoft store. I think it's what number 2 right now. Yeah, behind we... uh, the Zombie Trilogy and that's high on Steam as well. And it's um like I mean it's managed to sort of penetrate all of the um console like... wars. No, it's all of the um, free-to-play stuff. So on the on the store yesterday, it was actually third place. It's gone down to sixth. But all the games above it are games with gold, free-to-play. Or I mean, Dragon Age has got a free trial at the moment, and it counts trials, not sales. And it's like, number two on the US. Oh right, it's number six in the UK. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's Rayman, Dragon Age, Idar, Killer Instinct, and Assassin's oh, Creed top. Black Flag. Uh, but I don't know how they organize it in the UK. It's top paid for the US store. Oh, okay. Ours is top selling. Oh, uh, okay. Okay, uh, so I th- so I think the difference is is that this just counts downloads. Right. Because top otherwise, top paid means it's people paying for the actual game. So something yeah. like free to play won't show up. Oh, so you haven't got like any of Idar or Rayman at the top. No, we don't. We have ah. top free and top paid. Top free is Warframe, Killer Instinct, Project Spark, Xbox Fitness. Top paid is Zombie Army Trilogy, Ori, Minecraft, Dragon Ball. So oh, that's, oh, it's, that's... A little, it's a little different. I didn't realize the difference of that. Yeah, but I mean, you know, ever since I've looked at it, you know, it's just been it's dominated by all the free-to-play games. Apart from Ori, like all the other games are free, down to number sort of number seven, and then you start getting like mm-hmm. Zombie Army Trilogy, Tomb Raider, and then sort of Minecraft, GTA, and stuff. But it's you know it. From what we can see so far, you know, it it does seem it does seem to be doing doing well on both platforms. Mm-hmm. That's that's great to see. Great for a small developer, new IP. Mm. All right. Well, I think we can all say we all recommend picking up Ori in the Blind Forest. It's an awesome game. It's a good finish too. It really does end nicely. It closes off the story nicely and. Like I said, the difficulty ramps up and you feel like you accomplished something once you finish it. But I think this is going to be it for the show. I appreciate everybody for tuning in this week. Sorry about the audio issues, uh, but I'll try to limit them as much as possible. Uh, but we'll catch you next next week. Uh, please rate us on iTunes and anywhere you're picking up this wonderful podcast. Or write us at letters at xboxuncut.com. And tell us what you think and give you know give us something to talk about no or and and 
Yeah, and. Okay. And, and <laughs> write us. But we appreciate everybody for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week. Peace out, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.